Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Testing, testing, one, two. I'm sorry about that. I'm doing all this talking, and I'm on mute. So I'm glad that I fixed that problem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Voices Behind the Pens. Here on the two-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio, I want to do a host check real quick. I see Team Cotton on the line. I see Wildflower on the line. Is Who else is on the line as far as host is concerned? Felicia Renee is on the line. Denisha Renee is on the line also as well. We also have Misconception on the line. Misconception, what's good? Peace and love, peace and love. Good evening, everybody. I'm happy to be here with you, but I am checking in. Okay, cool. We're waiting on script. Script, if you're on the line, then you need to let us know in the Facebook inbox thread that you're on the line. But as far as our understanding is concerned, everybody that's supposed to be here of the script is already on the line. Am I correct? That's correct. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. I don't know if Misconception gave an order, but uh, let's do it like this. Wildflower, um, how was your week? We're going to make this real quick. Give me a 30-second answer, where then we'll go to Tanisha Renee, then we'll go to Misconception, and then we'll go to Cotton, and then we'll go to myself. Okay. Um, how, my how weekend, was, how was, okay, my week was good. Um, had a little bit of, had to pull out some extra creativity for my show on Wednesday, but I want to give a shout-out to the gift. Kevin Sandbloom, and truth be told, for making a trip to Lawton, Oklahoma, and making a show everything that it could be. Appreciate y'all. Kevin Sandbloom. Maybe I should get him to call in on the line tonight. Oh, he is amazing, yes. He would be an asset to have on the line. Okay, I'm going to and uh, see if I can get Kevin Sandbloom on the line tonight. I don't know if he's back in Detroit or not, but we will see. We will see. We will see. Uh, let's go down to the line. Tanisha Renee, how was your yes. weekend? It was pretty good. Uh, uneventful uh, is, that's unusual, but I had a really uneventful but kind of peaceful weekend. So, and sometimes, you know, we need that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Let's go to Team Cotton, Team Cotton here in Chicago. How was your week, uh, Cotton, since last Monday? Well, my week was good, relaxing, and so I'm continuing that right now. That you sound laid back. You sound laid back. So the order in which you guys are talking now, that's going to be the order of the speed round. So misconception, um, tell us about your eventful weekend. 
My weekend absolutely was eventful. Oh, my goodness. I've I've been out exploring some opportunities on Friday and Saturday, just kind of meeting, greeting, and networking um, out in Indiana, Maryville area. And then uh, Sunday was really, really a great time. The energy, high, hot, great, wonderful, embracing, everything you want a community to be. Um, had a chance to join the Poets family and go on up to Milwaukee and, of course, joining you, Black Eyes. Um, I just really enjoyed the fact that every rumor that could be about us coming together as a community and having an event outside of Chicago, I had a chance to witness that, hey, that's not true. We get together, we love on each other, and we know how to embrace and have a real good time and do it for the children. So, I mean, I had a blast with that. And just everything has been really, really great, you know, as far as getting out and letting people hear us. So, you know, hey, I'm still stoked and riding off that energy as well. And, um, you know, just still in conversation about um, the voting that went on with the National Poetry Awards, ended on the 20th, um, extended to the 21st because the site got shut down. So that was, you know, great, too. You know, so congrats to everybody that wins. But I'm looking forward to the announcement. So real cool weekend. And you, Black Eyed, how was your we got Well, let's go to script first. Script, oh, was that what's script? going on, okay. my brother? How was your week? How was your weekend? Oh, your weekend's good, man. I'm some of the blessed the artists in Chicago for the last couple of weeks, and I'm some of the real good in the hundred. Uh, to be a to be a poet and part of poet and be able to host this great radio show that we host every once a week. So I hope everybody's ready to hear a great show tonight that we bring weekly, and uh, we can go ahead and get it in tonight. Absolutely. So um, the order is going to be Wildflower, Tanisha Renee, Cotton, Script, Misconception, and myself. So uh, y'all know what that is. But let me just talk real quick. Thursday, the poet organization had a back to school supply drive. We gave away supplies. And if you want to see anything that the Poet Organization of Black Ice is doing, then subscribe to our YouTube page, or my YouTube page, I should say, King of Spoken Word Black Ice. Black is spelled B-L-A-Q. All one word, King of Spoken Word Black Ice. And you can see all the videos from all the activity that we do because I guarantee you every video for every event that we're involved in is recorded and is on YouTube. And so Thursday, we did the back-to-school giveaway drive for the teams. Very successful. Over 100 teams came out. Friday, I was in Westmont, Illinois, and it was an adult conversation um, party. And um, I was there with the Chicas, uh, my Puerto Rican sisters and my, and my uh, sisters. It was really a rainbow of colors, but uh, they hired me as the entertainment for that evening it's on YouTube. Go check out and see what happened. Some of the videos I couldn't even air because it was just a little bit too much. They <laughs> up there, though, but you need the link. So if you want the private link, then I can share the private link with you, but it's private. Um, Saturday, what did I do Saturday? Oh, yeah, DJ performed and hosted in a party for 80-year-olds. When I tell you the 80-year-old was still dancing at 1.30 in the morning, go and watch the video of the 80-year-old still dancing at 1.30 in the morning. Look, I'm tired. They paid me to stay an extra hour to DJ and host and perform, so that was a beautiful thing. Then Sunday we ended it with the Milwaukee Tour. Heal the Hood was the name of the program, and it's every year where they give free haircuts for the children, uh, school supplies give away, they feed the community, and, of course, they give positive messages through spoken words, speaking, and other forms of art. Um, So it was a beautiful thing. But with all that being said, it is 8.08, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to the two-time National Poetry Award-winning POET radio, hoping to be the three-time, the three-peat, 
national right, right. award-winning station. But we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado. Wildflower, Tanisha Renee, Cotton, Script, Misconception, Black Ice, Speed Round. Let's start this show. Let's go. I thought I had found the man of my dreams. He was tall and handsome and everything that I thought a man should be. So for over a decade, I slept. I remained in an unconscious state just to be with him. See, my dream was for him to love me, love me with his whole heart, to love me in spite of my flaws. I used to have a saying, funky draws and all. I dreamed of peace and balance. The Libra in me needed harmony. I already know that life is full of stress, but no added strife, please. And I also wanted happiness. And what that means to me is the freedom to laugh and to play, to be that unsubmersible spirit that enjoys the music that nature creates. You know when the birds sing and the wind blows, making the trees dance to their rhythm. And I wanted to share all of that with him. That was my dream. But in my unconscious state, I thought my dreams were reality. Then reality's ugly alarm blare trying to wake me from my dreams like my mom used to do if I went to bed and the kitchen wasn't clean. So I got up, and fighting through that morning haze, I was so shocked to realize that my reality did not reflect my dream state. Instead of love, sometimes he was just so mean, violent, and disrespectful. Not at all that sweet and funny guy that he was in my dreams. There was, that's where my dreams and my reality lost their place. This can't be real. I can't be awake. I had the hands of a six-foot-four man that could palm a basketball wrap around my neck as he looked me deep into my eyes and he squeezed, and then he shook. I remember the light of consciousness beginning to fill the room and my dreams began to fade. There was no peace, unless you count that side piece that he had the baby with or the piece that he held on me when he found out about it. The only piece that I had was knowing that if he pulled the trigger, it would all be over. My unconscious state would be filled with light forever. He took the happiness that I had in my heart and turned it into misery and hate. Didn't skip one beat making sure that his insecurities were reflected on me. The smile that I had on my face from talking with an old friend was quickly wiped away with a choke slam, dragging me more and more towards the light. Almost got lost there in that darkness. Never been afraid of the dark, just what was in it. And that fear is what kept me unconscious. Afraid to fight for my light. When all I had to do was wake up. Then here comes another push. Here comes another shove. Then the door gets kicked in, according to him, all in the name of love. Each act of violence cracked open that unconscious shell just a little bit more. And then I realized I couldn't live like this. I got desperate, and he wouldn't let me go. He promised he would kill me if I leave. So I thought about doing it myself. I'm so glad it was just a dream. And that's that piece. The struggle is real. I said the struggle is real. Do you know how hard it is to cage a raging beast, let alone find a tranquilizer strong enough to put it to sleep? See, I know this woman, you know, she's kind of like a friend. She's totally aware that in this day and age, sleeping beasts aren't in. Although they aren't in style, she's content. The beast is calm and very collected. It's been slumbering for a while. During this recess, it lies comfortably in its nest, no signs of tampering, agitation, or stress. She keeps a third eye open for anyone lurking, creeping, trying to start some mess, especially those dangling carrots, you know, the sparkly kind, trying to administer an unauthorized test. She sculpts intruders approaching in the distance, preparing to awaken the beast. She embellishes herself in his armor for resistance. They show up with pleasantries and signs of peace, equipped with an arsenal of persistence, enticing her with choice grade A beef, drenched in A1 steak sauce, got her 
smacking her lips and clenching her teeth. They're closing in from every angle, striving to get a hold of her key. They gather around her gates with boldness and gall. Their aim is too low to attach their hooks, but still they attempt to scale her walls. They arrive with loads of folly, fixated on decking her halls. They display canine behavior yearning to bark up her tree. There's a high price to pay, but they petition to enter for free. They pull out all of the stops and just won't let her be. They they have been caught trying to pick her lock, scrambling to find the combination. They continue circling her block with focused determination, contemplating on what to do to trap her in a catch-22 situation, wondering what kind of what, wondering exactly what will it take, searching like they're in a game of Clue, wondering what rule can they make her break, calculating their next move to get this, big, this beast away. They are notorious for yanking the chains in pursuit to get her beast enraged, enumerating flammables to the embers to create enough heat to melt the cage. They evoke her own tactics against her to get her engaged. They percuss on her dam, checking to see if it's weak. They peruse new ways to poke holes and cause the dam to leak, hoping the floodgates will open when the water reaches highest peak. They would love to start an avalanche to burst through the dam, like troops giving orders to ambush like Am- Uncle Sam. She knows if this happens, the beast will get loose, run away and change her course, and they're waiting, anticipating to cook her goose, get it simmering hot in the pot just to get to her juice. So she fights them off daily to keep the beast undisturbed in the cage. Sometimes it's unbearable and it's hard to turn the page. She only wants to do his will, so she, will su- so she won't suffer the wage, and when they and when they put this, when went, and when they put on this play, she exits the stage to pray, and think about baseball until the urge goes away. And for one more day, the beast still slumber soundly in this cage, and that's that piece. Six foot tall, chocolate brown skin. I'm in. You've got me whispering, wanting to know you more intimately. Sexy baby eyes, my temperatures rising. I've consumed enough my favorite drinks. Alcohol still lingers in me. I'm not drunk, just tipsy. I'm sending you over a drink. I'm almost speechless. I know you want me. Got me feeling, feeling frisky. I know this is risky, but I need you with me tonight. Do you have a wife? Next question. Are you open to the exposure? Third question. Are you disease-free? No worries. I've got plenty of protection. I can't afford an FTD because I plan to lose control, so no need for self-control. Save your reservations for another time tonight. Your mind let loose. This isn't about romance. It's my fantasy turned reality. I'm dressed this way for a reason. Overheard you say you like to role play. A little foreplay can be nasty. Your space is my space. It's time. So tonight, I'm going to ride, dive in something different than what we usually do. So before this night ends, this is it. I want to know, can I take you home? Softly spoken. When people see me, they be like, boy, damn, you are short. <clears throat> but you're right, and it make you so tall. And I'm like, maybe it's the way I walk the fine line between fiction and reality, the relevant flow in me, the rejuvenation of poetry, or maybe it's the ideal vision of what a true lyricist is. I just have to no pressure on my soul blow out to no capacity. The 
velocity to a nova above the distance to where the telescope can see the remedy of poetry penetrating you like a flu shot. I listen to pen don't lie, but the paper do cry, so that's why I rest my eyes, because in the ink, my lids do trust the permanent penetration of personal lifestyles. I got a pearl vision, a, a religious mission, a artistic intuition of lyrics, a institutional verbal curse of a linguistics. I am a producer's author of a suspense to a sequel. I have sequences of pictures in my nog, and I'm a novel touching all people, and it's just a manifestation and meditation and metaphors. I'm a mammoth of rhetorical mischief, and they say, look what the wind blew in, because I got the capability of vocally covering the sands of the Sahara in the high-speed desk. My words are widespread. My best pieces be formed in the car that I'm riding in, looking at the starlights like if I had a planet with life, I would have a designated island and continent with lyricists to possess the essence and make it sense. Because I've been so sincere writing this poetry thing since I was an infant, taking advantage of this gift given. I give in the hell. My words too deep. Now reaching some brain cells, but some would just be out of focus. And I just snap shots like Kodak because I'm a being a polar void because I'm able to fill in big voided spots like polar caps because my poetic be on penguin. And I just play ping pong with adjectives. My objective is to be, nah, I am spoken word. That's why I might this because I might go crazy if I couldn't write shit. Some say I say my words wrong. It's crazy how I pronounce it. Maybe because my tongue's fat from exercising and detailing these world's ills. And like common, I sign chill, deliver my antidote and express mail. I just... Keep it real relatable, then I sell it like retail so that maybe one day my words can help black people rebel against the negative influences that we've been forced to pick up. I mean, go back to the days when we had our fist up, man. It's just a pre filling express my poem on paper. End of a king, I'd be like Martin, speaking to the people, my testimony from the podium, my strolling them, past the fat lady singing to them. I just opt to opera, then I mask my Santa to them, because I got a camel stove when I pour it. It gets heavy when I spit. I'm just a man walking on lyrical stilts, spitting a ring of fire, burning them like Bailey. So I understand when you see me, you'd be like, boy, damn, you are short, but you're writing. You're writing make you so damn tall. And I'm just like, maybe it's the way I walk, the fine line between fiction and reality. Relevant flowing me, the rejuvenation of poetry, the ideal vision of what a true lyricist is. I just let the compression of my soul below up to no capacity. Script. I offer you my words of experience, and I connect them with my verbs, flowing with adjectives, and I try to offer you a good depiction of my life's journey. See, I give this to you through displays of how I've often been able to overcome extreme trial through the expression of my personal obstacles, encounters, and triumphs. Yes, I've always been your poet. My intention is to know that many of us appear as one and the same, but most of our chronicles, and well, especially my chronicles, are revealed through my very own gumbo mix of literary expressions. My goal is to enlighten, uplift, share, and heal, and give love. My usual expressive boundaries are dissolved because my shine exudes through my words. See, I've somehow found a way that I can craft my personal documents and testimonials and allow them to ascend as I become delighted, and hopefully you too, in sharing my God-given creative right. Through that, I clearly offer myself to you, my listener, with my hand extended. I offer and extend my hand to you so that we may travel this verbal voyage together. I'd like to be your tour guide because I am your poet. I am all that is expected and often unselected due to random thoughts of imperfection, but in truth, that makes me exist to a bigger blessing and a part of and being a bigger blessing. There's a saying about the stone that's refused, where I am she and still submit to the most high gracious power, who will see me qualified to be used because, again, I am your poet. <laughs> 
Use it as a lesson to be someone else's blessing through the struggle, assisted in survival by being a shield through the storm and greatly troubled sometimes, but with subtle tones of a quiet storm, wind calling, message bearing, a true daughter of the dust, warrior strong. I am the awakening of the sense of connection. I am the spirit of life. I am the original internal light, life now breathing, the essential element, true femininity. I offer myself to you. I am your poet. And I said, peace. And I sit and stare between these bars about my life and the many mistakes that I made. I just hope that he hears this as I ask him for forgiveness all those lonely nights that I lay and I prayed. Is there reason for this confinement? Is my life the price that I must pay? See, I want to tone for my sins, but I don't know where to begin. Tell me, is there anything that black ice can do or say? See, y'all don't understand, man. I love this girl. She was like my sister, my boy, my best friend. The closest thing to me, I felt love and never judged, but I just got to tell y'all how this story all begins. Now, there was a spiritual connection. Although I must admit I had feelings, but since she was involved, I just couldn't find the nerve. But this guy, he mistreated her, and, and at times he would beat on her. But to me, she was a queen, and he could never get what she deserved. I felt all of her hurt and pain, but there was only one man to blame, because it was his hands, his knuckles, and his fists. Oh, oh, was it a two-way street? But my girl was so sweet, I had to ask her, baby, why are you, why are you staying put up with this shit? See, the reality was she was afraid to leave, and there were questions in my mind. Do you really want to go? You know how y'all feel obligated to stay, although your feelings have gone away? But it's one thing he should know. You reap what you sow. Now, while he was doing all of his lines, she was calling me crying, asking me what I thought it was that she should do. But there were some things she had to see that Black Ice wouldn't be able to show her besides the answer to these questions. She already knew. See, her only choices were the ones that she would choose. And I just couldn't bear to see her face bruised and abused, friend. Man, I refused to lose. And just to think of her neglect. And all the times that this nigga disrespected my help rejected. But, baby, I can't protect you if you don't want to be protected. Tell me, what is it going to take for you to remove the veil from in front of your face and see that when he was locked up, this was the only time that you had a feeling of being free until you met me and I gave you inspiration to breathe again. And the faith to resist told you to pray for the strength to walk away because I just couldn't keep seeing you going through this. And now one day had passed. Before another call came, now everybody's involved, including your mama. I called her up and I told her, listen, baby, I'm on my way over. But now when I come, you know it's going to be some drama. And now I'm casing the floor before I walk out this door because this time she told me that he cut her. But look, I'm trying not to snap, although I got to come strapped. And my intentions were just to talk to this brother. And that's when temper started to flare as he wondered why I was there getting involved in their affair. But instead of talking man to man, I noticed something in his hands that gave off the glare. And that's when she got in between us. As we started to cuss and yelled at both of us that we both need to stop it. But before I knew it, Man, he just blew it with her blood on it. He just put a knife up out his pocket. And now I'm grabbing his wrist while I'm hitting him with my fist, trying not to let go. I'm holding his wrist tight. Meanwhile, thinking to myself, wishing it was somebody else because now this fool didn't just brought a knife to a gunfight. I want to back him up off of me, but this move will prove costly because there's a thin line between being sane and insane. 
I pulled it out, and what happened next? Damn. One round went off in his chest. And just this one moment in time, my whole life changed. And now I'm cuffed up and roughed up all because I tried to help out a friend. Wondering, when will this nightmare end? But cop cars and steel bars has a way of allowing reality to set in. See, confinement is more than just a physical thing. There's more than one way that you can be confined. But see, my girl, she was locked into a world. And her confinement it was the state of her mind. Confinement, that's that piece. Wow. Dang, man. Hey, I'm, I'm loving the speed round we just had. That was yeah. hot, man. This was hot. This round is supposed to be just like that. Just like that. So when we get to the speed round, if y'all speed round, be the exact same way or beat us. And then uh, we'll do it like that. Yes, yes. Let's get it in. All right, all right. Hey, I'm good with that. Black, you want to take us to the phone lines and bring in our next caller, our first caller, rather? Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's go ahead and bring on our first caller from um, Central North Carolina. You're on the line. State your name where you're calling from in North Carolina and what you got for us tonight. Oh, I'm expecting tonight, and I came to support my sister, Wildflower. Gotcha, Thank gotcha. you. Wonderful. <laughs> no and I would like I would like to call her out and say she can write too. And right before I came on the call, she sent me a poem. She just ain't ready to put it on the air yet, but she'll be calling in. Oh, oh. you didn't you didn't tell about that little rule we got, that little, that little be ready rule, huh? <laughs> <I told laughs> so when you just did and call her out. <laughs> Well, I told her I appreciate the support anyway. I really do. She Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what's up. Hey, we love it. We love it. Good job, sis, on the support. Much love and appreciation to you for coming through. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, state your name, where you're calling from in Chicago, and what you got for us tonight on POET Radio. This is Sister Jackson. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear, Sister Jackson. How okay, you doing? Tell, well, everybody where you, tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from the south side of Chicago. You need the south address? Side? No. South, south side? side. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm all excited. I wrote something real fast. The name of this piece is called Woman. Let's do it. Okay. Stop. Stop, I said, looking for a man to make you 100% whole. A man can't make you 100% whole. Man don't have a gram of sugar. Man was not made with the genetically modified ingredients. So stop thinking he's going to make you whole. You're crying and hollering and complaining. He don't understand me. That disrespectful, rebellious child that you have, the family disrespect that you get, the man can't make you whole. The stress at work you feel. Man was not manufactured that way. He can't make you 100% whole. The only one who can make you 100% whole is the one that made you a living soul. That's why Jesus told the woman at the well, go call your husband. She said, I have no husband. She had six husbands, but they never was able to make her 100% whole. Jesus said, I am the living water. Drink from me and you'll never be made less than whole again. And that's that piece. All right, Sister Jackson. You killed that, Sister Jackson, and yes, you you need to make you whole. I'm feeling that. Keep writing. Thank you. Tanisha Renee? Yes. yes, yes, yes. I was feeling that. And you said you just wrote that? 
Oh, remember, everybody, keep in contact with your Facebook inbox. After everybody spit, I'm muting them so that we can run through this real quick. We got a lot of callers on the line. I didn't want to say that over the call, so please pay attention to the Facebook inbox, everybody, so we can talk about what we need to talk about offline. But anyway, she's muted, and everybody after they spit will be muted because we want to try to get to everybody real quick. But go ahead, sis. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I love the piece, and uh, I agree 100%. Keep up the good work. Cotton? That was a great job. I definitely enjoyed that. And like she said, keep up. Keep doing your thing. Um, I think, I, yeah, I, you know what? It is so many places that I have performed around Chicago alone. Now, you from, uh, you know, I miss where this, where this college was from. But it's a lot of people, I'm sure, um, that need to hear that piece. A lot of yes. girls. Uh, it's just people, period. You know, if you look at that piece you did, it's not just about telling girls, don't find somebody that you try to find support, you support yourself. And, you know, that goes way bigger than just talking. They talk to this whole Black Lives Matter thing. That talks to the whole, you know, talks to men, too. Like, don't don't, don't look for an easy way out by, by somebody supporting you. That's the whole reason for you moving out of your parents' house when you get older so you can learn how to support yourself. But some some people just can't let go. But I just think I just think that piece was, so, was uh, real powerful. I'm going for, for hours talking about it. But I appreciate your piece, though. Absolutely. I, I truly enjoyed that piece, Sister Jackson. I remember you came through before, and you just got such a spunk and energy to your voice. Like, yes, she does. I want to hear what you're saying. You know, I know you're coming <laughs> with something 100 grand real. I'm just looking for it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great, and I definitely appreciate you coming through. So I'm going to look forward to hearing you more often here on POET Radio, Voices Behind the Pants, Sister Jackson. So, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to you, sis. Great work. Black Ice? Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Let me tell you about Sister Jackson. I met her um, at my job, and it was this energy that she had, and this, it was the energy that I had that caused us to just talk to one another. You know what I'm saying? Normally wow. strangers, normally people who are in areas just don't say, hey, what's your name? What do you do? What do you – but it's something about people that sometimes lead you to say, hey – what is it that you do? What's your name? I heard you talking while they skippy. And that's the mm-hmm. kind of connection that we had when we first met. And then we found out that we knew some of the same people. She was like, do you know Dr. Groove? I was like, yeah. Dr. Groove is a part of the Legends of Chicago Hip Hop Movement. And he's a spoken word artist. And he does a lot of things for the community like we do. He's a part of one of my organizations. And so once we started to learn each other's spirit, we started connecting with one another. And that's the way it's meant to be. But now let me talk about her poem real quick. Your poem was phenomenal. Can't believe that you just wrote it. It's phenomenal, sister. She delivered it with perfection. She delivered it with conviction. I believe that you believed what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say that openly to all the poets on the line. When you spit your piece, we should believe that you believe what you're saying. That's the conviction and the passion in which you should be delivering your pieces with. And just the content of the piece of how a man can't make a woman complete, nor can a woman make a man complete. But the completion comes with the addition of God being the center and the foundation of that relationship was a beautiful twist to what we normally hear when it comes to relationships. It was a phenomenal piece. You did an awesome job. Please continue to come back to the show so that you can spread that spirit 
over this whole nation because we got people on the line from New York, from Michigan, from California, from Indiana, from Pennsylvania, from North Carolina, from Ohio, from Oklahoma. I'm reading to you where the states are that, that are called in right now. So you touched a whole bunch of people across this nation, Sister Jackson. We thank you for calling in. God bless you. And we're going to go ahead and go ahead to the next call. In Chicago, you're on the line. State your name, where you're calling from in Chicago, and what you got for us tonight. Second Chicago. Chicago. Is on mute caller. Yo, I have a Chicago number, but I'm in Wisconsin. Do, do the number, is it, is it the number that comes? Rep, rep, represent Wisconsin, brother, by way of Chicago, but it is on you. So tell, <laughs> people where in, <laughs> tell the people where in Wisconsin you're calling from. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we was, uh, I like to think we were close to you over the weekend. We were in Milwaukee. I don't know how far that is from Madison. But, um yeah, but State your name for us, Colin. Oh, this is Milton Calvin. Okay. Milton, what's up, man? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, that's why you got to say your name. What's going on, man? Man, I'm good, my brother. I'm still on the high from over the weekend. I'm tired as hell, but I'm still on the high from over the weekend, brother. Hey, most definitely, man. I feel the vibe while we're over here, man. Man, um, it's good, man. And it's good that you're bringing that energy to the show yourself. Most definitely, most definitely. This piece is called My Experience. All right. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing just to try to make a good rhyme. I'm going to keep it real like 6 to 30 in the pen. No good time. 10, 18, 13, I got arrested. I seen a text message between my girl and another dude and called it domestic. It kind of shocked me because it happened in a matter of seconds. The worst part is that my son was standing right in my presence. He seen me slap his mom's up in her face, and moments later, he watched the cops come and take me away, man. I asked my fam to forgive me, because no, I'm not proud of it. I just wrote this piece to share what I got out of it. Locked in the cell for three weeks, that's all it took. I won't say I was scared straight, but I was mentally shook. What am I doing in this place, man? This place is for crooks. I started stressing and thinking crazy, so I got in my books. My whole plan was to go to the cell and stay to myself. Until the dude in the cell over asked me what did I rep. So I said, I rep Christ, but I'm neutral on the gang side. I'm also a gospel rapper because I love to praise God. During my time, I met some dudes in a lot of pain. Some facing a lot of years, a lot of months, and a lot of days. I asked Christ, like, Lord, give me a sign because there got to be more to it than just doing this time. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Sometimes I don't understand it. He said it's because you're leaning on your own understanding. I made the word, go read it and take advantage, and you will see that I'm good like the final piece of a sandwich. See, this experience really opened my eyes. I learned that you can be free but be in jail in your mind, yeah. For example, uh, <clears throat> for example, losing your daughter, your mom's. Ah, uh, excuse me, y'all. For example, losing your daughter, your mom's, whatever it is, is eating you deep down inside. So I say, don't stress it. Just leave it to God. Everything is for a reason. Just believe it and strive. There may be days when you find tears in your eyes. You may even feel the pain like a piss in the side. But remember, Christ, there's a reason he died. He feel the pain that you feel and see the tears that you cry. And look, this is no jailhouse religion. I had Christ the whole time. I just made a bad decision. That's that piece, y'all. Wow. That piece took me there, um, especially since the, I let out with the dreams piece, the domestic violence piece, and then you came and flipped it and told another version of it or a different perspective of it. That was the keep writing. Right on, brother. Tanisha Renee. 
Milton, Milton, Milton. This is my little brother. This guy, I love his spirit. And, you know, no matter what he's going through, he always brings the light back to Christ. And I so appreciate that. I so love him for that. And uh, this piece right here is, is, uh, is, is an example of how, like, even good guys can lose their mind for a second. But I'm so glad uh, that you brought out that you got something out of it and you were still able to lift up Christ. And so I so appreciate that, and I'm glad that you spread that word while you were, like, in a, in a, a down situation. So keep on uplifting Christ. Cotton. That's all, it's also uplifting to um, hear when poets can or anybody can um, speak about anything positive, in my opinion. So anything, whatever you're doing and however you were feeling when you wrote that, keep keep that going. Uh, script. Script, check and see if your phone is muted. Yeah, hello, hello. There you go. Come on in, yeah. man, bro, dude. I, look, let's talk about the lyrics for one thing. Like, what, like, what, do you, what, do you, where's your mind when you when you writing? I mean, I know you can't answer me back. I know you can't answer me back. But while I'm asking you this question, like, think to yourself, like, where do I be when I write this? Because I ask myself that same question sometimes, man. It's like the things you said. Like, I, I, it's something you said that was real cold right before you said the whole. Uh, you good, like a little piece of the sandwich. I was like, but you said something before that. Don't get me wrong. That was cold, too. But you said something before that, which I can't remember right now, but it was hot. I was like, oh. I was like, oh. Like, the, the, the you were able to paint a picture, and I think that's what, that's like I always say, that's the main skill everybody's got to be able to have. It's like to, to write means that you can visualize, but <clears throat> to be able to put that on paper and, and perform it, that means that you have mastered the whole point of being able to visualize and put it on paper and then be able to to express that through, you know, speaking to people. I don't know. It's it's a whole gift, man, but great job. Great job. Uh, misconception? Absolutely. I'm going to just kind of second and third what everybody said and say, you know, great job, excellent, looking forward to hearing you come back and express some more. You know, I always enjoy hearing pieces maybe more than once to give me a chance to even catch some of the things that I missed, you know, maybe while I got hung up on one of those real hot lines or, you know, something that you put in there. So definitely give us a jingle back in and, you know, keep joining us. It's another home for you too. Peace and love. Black Ice? Yes, um, that piece right there, as Tanisha Renee said um, earlier, or either Wildflower, is that it seemed like it gave you another version of the domestic um, violence piece that I did um, earlier, which was called Confinement. And for him to interject in there certain things like, my child had to see me hit his mama in the face. Yes. That's one thing. And then my child had to see me being carried off to jail by the police. Those are two totally different things, although they are yet connected, and two traumatizing things for a child to see. Now the child got to look at the police a certain way. Mm -hmm. The child also has to fight having the same reaction as his dad had when he grows up and when he gets angry. 
So these are subliminal things injected into the child's mind based on what the child sees his parents do. So that was a, that was a, on so many levels that piece was just a phenomenal piece. And we do mm-hmm. want you all on the show that we do listen to your poetry. We don't mm-hmm. just walk when y'all spitting, we want you to know that we are internalizing your spirit when you call into the show. That's why this show is the number one rated station in the nation for poetry, y'all, Voices Behind the Pens. Please make this show your home. When you call in, you got a new home. And we're going to treat you just like family. Come on in. Sit your ass on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what y'all told me. Get on down. <laughs> Join in. <laughs> And if there's anybody on the line that want to come on as a special guest host, then also let us know that too. Yeah. And then bring you on one of the shows as a, as a special guest host. So uh, let's go ahead and go to New Jersey real quick, which is also where the National Poetry Awards are going to be. Uh, let's bring on Poet All-Star, representing Poet New Jersey, J&K. J&K, uh, what's good, my brother? How you feeling? What's going on? Everything is good. Peace and love. Peace and love. How's everyone? Oh, we're great. How are you? I just wanted to say, um, y'all inspired me to do that piece. Um, I love her. At the, um, I was at the New Yorican on Saturday, so I did that exact piece. And a lot of people gave me comments as, and yo, you changed the whole scenery because it was it was erotic and all this other going. And I came on and, and did. I loved. It. I changed it up a bit, but it was like wow. You know, but I've um, my wife had uh, recorded a video, so I have to inbox it and so y'all can check it out. Well, I, put it it. On, um, I don't know how to put it on a page, so I just inbox it. Let me, let me tell you guys something. I remember a couple of years ago, this brother calling me right here, J and K. He was about to perform on stage for his very first. Time. And he called me. He was like, Ice Man, I said, go on stage, man. And I was just, man, I was just so happy, man, because the brother is a beast, man. He got, he has an awesome talent, especially mm-hmm. in freestyle. And I just want to say, man, you do a lot for me, my brother. you just come a long way, man. And I've seen your growth and your, your progress, man. And I just want to say congratulations to you for that. And I know it ain't nothing but God, man, that, you know, got you. Yeah, to God be the glory, but I thank you for having patience because sometimes I'd be all over the place. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. What you got for us tonight, bro? I'm going to stay in that type of flow. The reason why I'm, I'm stating this is because I, I did the hip-hop, I did the MC, I did the rap, I did the inspirational, I did the love, I did the romantic, I did the... So now it's trying to deal with the, the things that we don't want to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> I woke up like I do the regular, you know, get in dressed, showered, get something to eat, and head off to work. Me and my wife, you know, she's out of town for the moment, but my brother's staying with me in town because it's my brother. So my regular nine to five, you know, I work in this firm where we all get along. Sometimes we go play ball afterwards. So my brother's hanging out, you know, playing the Xbox, and I told him that I might be staying late because the guys want to go to the gym. And, you know, I want to show off my skills, you know. I got that low pulse. I'm going to keep my eyes, you want to shake and bake, and we're just laughing. You know how brothers do, right? 
talking about blood brothers. I'm talking about the one that gave birth from saying mom. But on this particular day, it didn't seem so blood brother anymore because he had a scam, and I was going to be the witness. You see, because that night when I told him I was going to be a little late, maybe 8.45, 9.30, I came home at 7.15 on the dot. I walked in the house, and I seen the TV on, which is cool. It's only my brother. He, he pays bills. He, he got a job. But when I realized that there were, I, I, I realized that there were something, the fragrance didn't match the complexion that a man should be wearing. So I walk upstairs and, you know, you know, feeling tired and everything from my day's work, go use the bathroom, and I hear some moaning, and I smell candles burning. So I said, cool, my wife came home early. Maybe my brother left, came back, went to get something to eat. But I'm going to the room, and I realize that I hear moaning and groaning. So I walk to the door because my brain is not thinking this could actually happen to me. So I opened the door, and there I see my wife, the one that said I do, you know, the one that I dated, the one that I said to my mother and father that this is the one I want to spend the rest of my life with, to the one that said my my children, not there at the moment, but I looked at the situation and I said, no, this can't. Be, and I spoke. I said, "Hi, how are we doing today?" And a calm voice, and they looked with a stunned look. My wife quickly grabbed her clothes and said, "No, it's not what it looks. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like." And my brother said, "Man," he put his hands and to his face and said, "I don't know what I was thinking." I slammed the door because I couldn't hear anymore. Now my heart started trembling. I went downstairs and I went to the garage because that was the, my escape. This is where I go when I'm upset. But this time, I didn't go with an upsetness that was going to bring me back to tomorrow. You say tomorrow's not promised, right? But that's what we think in our psychological mind and because we always plan what we're going to do tomorrow, right? But then I realized that today's. My tomorrow and yesterday is my today because that's my wife. She no longer loves me because it's something that I wasn't doing right or something that she lied about because she said she loved me. So instantly I didn't talk anymore. I didn't think anymore. I took the gun, put it to my head, and I ended it all, not caring about my children or the ones who love me. In peace. Wow. That was, it reminded me of, like, R. Kelly's Keep It in the Closet. I watched you walk upstairs, and I watched you open the door, and I saw the expression on your face. That was, that's crazy. Keep writing. Tanisha Renee? Oh, my goodness. He always brings something different to the table, and I'm, I'm sitting here holding my breath and uh, sitting on the edge of my seat because I'm like, what is going to, what is he going to say next? And, uh, you painted such a vivid picture of betrayal. And as uh, Wildflower just said, I pictured you going up the stairs and 
And then it, and it's at that moment, like, people say what they'll do, but you don't know what you'll do at that moment. And you painted that picture like, you know, when you're always distressed, you go and this is what you always go and do. And I was just sitting there when you said you ended it all. Oh, my goodness. I was just like, I just want to fall out. So, um, whew, I ain't got nothing else. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, I, I I laid here, I laid here and I closed my eyes and I imagined that I was watching this movie and I needed was some popcorn. Because that's what it felt like, watching a movie, you know, by sound. I was like, because when you started, I said, is he, is he about to tell us a story or what, like, what is this? I mean, I felt real comfortable that I just lay back on the bed and said, I'm about to listen to this movie right now. That's what it felt like. I thought it was just great. Now, I don't know about, you know, I think you probably should have, maybe should have pulled the trigger on somebody else. Uh, I'm just playing. It was great. (laughs) Um, You know what I I liked about this poem? I, I, I second the motion for what everybody else said. Don't get me wrong. I like I like everything they said. But oh. I like about it is that you made me feel like I was having a conversation with you. Like I was listening to something that you just like you just found this out. And I was the first person you called a text or whatever and you just came and told me like I felt like I was into it. Like you had me into what you were saying, you know, and that's the main thing when you are presenting a poem is like how to entrap the crowd, you know, how to entrap that ear. And you had me entrapped with every word you were saying because I just felt like I was there, like I was with you, you know, walking in the door, like, come on, let's go, you know. But, you know, so that's what made the poem great. You know, the story, your story was great. I mean, you got different type of poets. You got storytellers, you know, and and um, I, I'm sure, you know, you, 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 you can, you're able to, um, you know, transform yourself into anything you do. But, um, well, great job, though, uh, Miss Conception. Absolutely. I, I agree with everything that everyone said, you know, because I even had a point where in my head I was like, ooh. You know, when you start doing that, like, you're all the way into it. So, you know, definitely, J&K, you know I love your pen, and when you come through, you know, be it your freestyle or, you know, what have you. So this is definitely, like you said, a different side. But, again, it's the things that, you know, people don't want to talk about, that, you know, even men do feel that way. You know, and things do hurt you to that core, you know. So, man, I'm loving that. You you kind of got to, you know, do that again. It put me in the mind of old school when they would sit down and, and um, play the radio. I know a whole lot of people might not remember it, and I don't mean to date myself, but I know Grandmama sat in the kitchen had the radio on, and we was listening to stories being told, and that just put me right in the mind of that, like, man, this dude can, like, be really just telling the story. So, yeah, great job, great work. And, you know, as always, I'm looking forward to hearing you again. Black Ice? Black Ice? Yeah. Oh. Okay, Black Ice might yeah. be muted right now. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep moving on. Jane K. again, thank you for coming through. Let's go ahead and bring our next caller in. Caller, state your name for us and where you're calling from. Okay, I, I had to mute that noise because I was uh-huh. speaking and you guys couldn't hear me. I was speaking. Um, okay. One of the hosts, please 
check your phone when you get noisy like that. Just put it on mute. Anyway, phenomenal piece. I would be interested to know whether that was written or was that a freestyle. Uh, I would be interested because he's no his freestyles are just as good as his written pieces. So mm-hmm. that'd be. I'll be interested to know that. Let's go ahead and go to California. California. I'm sorry. From California. Give me one minute. Let's go ahead and go to New York. New York, you're on the line. State your name, where you're calling from in New York, and what you got for us tonight. What's up, T.O.E.T. family? This is Larry, the soulful poet. How's everybody? No, this is Larry, the new dad. (laughs) We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely, 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 man. Um, Before I get into my promotions, I'd like to go ahead and share my piece and and, and see what y'all think, you know, to clear the lines and stuff like that. Just got off work. Um, I wrote this yesterday, and uh, it's kind of freestylish, but I wrote it. Here it is. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a rage like me. I once was lost, but now I found this is my home. Just a morning I'm So you think with your chaotic energy, you're going to stop me with your baggage and envy. You feel as though you got a sense of accomplishment through your wicked nonsense. Do you really think that your mind games manipulation and deception is going to dictate my outcome? You're just plain bitter and washed up and dumb. You see, when it comes to me being a warrior, I stand with the higher power firmly rooted. So your agendas won't ever get executed. You see, I'm too firm and too planted in the spiritual realm. You know, I see you when you try to stop the anointed. Then God always rests them punks and let them know who's appointed. You see, when I operate in the spirit world, nothing can touch me. Nothing can take me off my path. Do the math. No matter what you try, I will always come out on top. Just know that your idiotic opposition won't put my shine to a stop. I'm not into addressing the title of the so-called hater because that is a confusion in language of the world. I'm operating on pure spirit realm because if it's around <laughs> or the other way around, I'd be vindictive, spiteful, and cunning. But I refuse to operate as the ways of the enemy because everything I do in the eyes of God, I'm going to make sure it's stunning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch. 
I want was a lost, but now I found you've heard my testimony. Wow, that was crazy. Your voice is amazing. You you went all the way back to anybody's first John church, first first Baptist church back in the day. You took us to church. But that piece, it's like that was a warrior piece to me. It, it, you, I want to be on your team. I want to wear the armor <laughs> that you armor that you're wearing. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so oh, much. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You had some stuff to announce. I just wanted to jump in on that. But go ahead. Oh, Tanisha. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. Oh, which ahead. one of us? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had some more to say. I'm sorry. I no, I'm gonna say more of that after I finish. Go ahead. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that piece was so amazing, and uh, and it's just like you said. God said, "Touch not my anointing," and um, your piece is uh, uh, the epitome of the way that we Christians Christians should act. And I mean, I know sometimes the devil act up and want to take us back to our old self. We want to lay Jesus down by the wayside and say, you know what? Let's do this. But we still have to hold on to that because we have to be a represent, representation of Christ wherever we go. And no matter what it is, there's always a way to bring it back to the word. So I so appreciate that piece. I love that. Cotton? Cotton, check and see if you mute it. Time I hear mute, every time I hear Amazing Grace, I feel like I need to start praying no matter who's singing it, but I I love, you have a beautiful, beautiful voice, and I know I've told you that before, but I definitely enjoyed the entire piece. We need some spiritual up in here because it's, it's a lot going on in the world today, so definitely the positive is needed. Chris? Check and see if you mute it. Okay, script might be muted right now, but I absolutely want to tell you, Laurie, it's misconception. You are outstanding, and uh, I love every time that you come through and share with us, you know, either something new or, you know, something that you've done before that just hit us a, a different way because, you know, it's always just right for the time. So, you know, great work as always, and, you know, I look forward to you all the time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Black Ice, you are welcome. Let's bring on Go ahead, script. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Man, you sing like that, dude. Look, your voice is great. I just, I just wish. I want to hear you sing behind your own chorus, though. Like, I just want to hear you make your own song. Like, I just want to hear that because I just think you could do it. Uh, just because you're a poet and you can sing, I know you can do it. You know, so um, I think that would just be something great to hear. Um, and as far as, as far as the piece goes, I mean. It's it's so easy to get well these days, whether it's the media or or it's just 
people that you find themselves around, you know, people can find themselves to get lost in, in, in the, I would say, something like a bandwagon, you know, of things that's going on today. You know, and it just come down to the household and just making sure that the little ones is keeping the little ones in church and just and just talking to them every day and having conversations with them at the at the dinner table, you know, and having that passed on through generation to generation strongly, it's just a strong family. I think that'll keep everything in line um, how it should be. It's just trying to get everything back on track, and I think, you know, your poem um, uh, speaks on that, you know, and uh, at least that's what I got from so yeah, great piece, man. Great, great, great voice, man. I just want to hear you write some of your uh, write write your own chorus next time. And, uh, let, me, do it. let me jump. Let me jump in real quick. Laurie is one of our poet members from New York, by way of Washington D.C. Laurie has albums out with all original material. He shares them all day, every day on Facebook and the Poet Information Center. So when y'all see the name Larry D. Edwards and he's sharing with you some of his original music, we need everybody to jump in and share that. And we'll do the same for you. If you have a poem, if you have something that you need promoted and pushed, that's what this family is about, tapping into each other's networks because individually we are great but collectively we are powerful. So, Larry, this is what I want you to do. Take one of your original joints, post it in the Poet Information Center, let Script check that out, and let him share it in his network, as we will all do also in our networks. But this is a phenomenal brother. Um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's what I think about when I heard that piece right there. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Um, Larry is the 2014... Um, spoken Word Billboard Award winner for Best Vocalist. So this man got some um, got some credentials with his belt. He'll be performing Friday night of the National Poetry Awards that's September 17th. Oh, yeah. And then he'll, be, then he'll be joining me on stage in a duet September the 18th, which is that Saturday for the actual award show. So, phenomenal, brother. Appreciate you as always, my brother. Thank you for calling into the show. And I know you got a couple of announcements you need to make, and then we'll go ahead and move on. We got a lot of calls. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna I'm make this uh, quick. If y'all want to friend me, I'm on Facebook, Larry L A R I E D Edwards. My album uh, is for purchase, of course. www.larry.bandcamp. Dot com, and also I'm going to be performing here in Brooklyn September 12th. Me and Steve McCory Scorpio Sessions are getting it together for the uh, East New York area. I'm going to be a guest performer along with the MPAs uh, September 19th. I can't wait to do it with ICE. But friend me on Facebook. I'm going to let somebody else get the line. Y'all bless my little child. I call her little muffin that was just born August 3rd. Uh, Elsa Gloria Edwards after my mother. So, you know, I'm still feeling that high. Much love. We thank you so much, Larry. And he always calls in from work. That's why you heard a little bit of what was going on in the background. And again, he is a brand new father. He just had a baby. Listen, guys, we got a lot of people on the line, but I promise you we're going to get to each and every one of you. What I want to do right now is bring on like five people at one time. That's what I want to do right now. Five people, like, at one time. So Texas, you're going to come on. Pennsylvania, you're going to come on. Michigan, you're going to come on. Indiana, you're going to come on. Ohio, you're going to come on. Brother O, I know you're on the line. Just give me one moment, my brother, and uh, I'm going to – I'm going to um, – 
Actually, Brother O, I'm going to have you in that speed round. So um, everybody, please give everybody the respect that they gave you. They listened to you. And so don't just do a piece and hang up. Just, you know, hang on for a little while and listen and give that same energy to the other callers that are on the line. So let's find out who this is real quick. Uh, Chicago, who's this? State your name. Yo, what's up, everybody? Calling from the west side of Chicago. I'm sorry, can you come on speaker for us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this City Wind calling from the west side of Chicago. Okay, City Wind, City Wind. City uh, who, you repre- who you representing, brother? Who you? P O E T all day. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, brother. Okay. Now, make sure you come on speakerphone, brother. Sound like you're in a room with no furniture. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're at work, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Texas, you're on the line. Texas, state your name and where you're calling from in Texas. What's going on, family? This is Keith. Come from Houston, Keith. Texas. Keith, man, yeah. how come you didn't inbox me, man, or text me and let me know you was on the line? You know I would have been had you on, brother. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't want to step on nobody's toes or anything. No, I can wait. You know I mean? Okay, cool. Just to get to let you guys know, when Keith normally calls in, he's at work. And this is why we, you know, if we know your situation, we will get you on. But you got to communicate with us also. The same... The same of you, not, not you, Keith, I mean, you already know the deal. Um, those of you who got a text message, an inbox, or some type of invite, you got to respond to that if you have a special situation. Say, hey, Ice, okay, cool, I'm going to come on, but this is what I got to do, or misconception, or whoever you got the invite from. Let us know, and we'll um, make accommodations for it. So we got City Wind, number one, Keith, number two. Let's see who we have here in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, who's this? Okay, okay, when you hear, okay, I'm sorry, whoever it was, uh, I guess, you know, you don't have to spit now. You can just say, hey, I'm just listening, you know, so don't hang up when we come to you. Michigan, you're on the line. Michigan, state your name. Michigan, if you're just listening, let us know. Uh, hello? Yeah, we'll be state here. your name. Uh, T. Harris, uh, out of Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Okay, you said P or T or or P uh, Harris? T. Yeah, T yeah, T T Harris. T. T and Tom. Okay. T okay. Harris. All right. Okay, cool. I'm writing that down right now. T Harris. I got you. Got you. Okay, cool. Everybody make sure you're it's quiet in your background because we got a lot of callers on the line and then when they're spitting we just want to make sure it's not interrupted. Uh Indiana, who's this? This card is caliber, man. Otis, what's going on, hey. my brother? How you been? Hey, how you doing? Good, my brother. Good to hear your voice, my brother. Ohio, who's this? State your name, Ohio. Peace and blessings. This is Mr. Romeo DeNatty. Romeo DeNatty. What's going on with you, my brother? Maintain it, maintain it. Congratulations on your nomination. Thank you. Man, thank you so much, my brother. Thank you. Um, are you still hosting your show? Yeah, I, I, st- I still host a, um, a monthly show in my city, yes. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, as far as radio, that's what I was speaking on. You still do radio, too? Um, Not too much. Uh, I do. Nah, I really don't even host radio shows often like that. Sometimes okay. I have just spur of the moment. 
Got you, got you. Okay, cool. So we got City Wind, Keith, T. Harris, Curtis, Romeo Donati. We got all brothers. We got all brothers in this speed round. And we're going to end this thing with Brother O. Brother O, get your phone ready because I know normally when I, when I call you, you can have a little bit of distortion. So get your phone ready. I'm going to unmute you right now. Okay, let's see. Brother O, you there? Good evening, everybody. This is Brother O calling in from East Chicago, Indiana, representing Foley. That's what I'm talking about, Brother. Brother O, see if you can make an adjustment on your phone. You're, you're sounding a little bit low on your phone. But look, guys, here in Pennsylvania, we see you back on, so don't worry about it. We know your call drop. We're going to call you next after the speed round because you, you were in line to be called. So this is going to be the order. And we got some somebody's doing something with their phone or something. We can hear that. So try to, whoever that is, just try to, you know, be cognizant of it. So we're going to kick it off with City Wynn, Keith Williams, T. Harris, Curtis, you number four, Curtis, Romeo Donati, you number five, Brother O, you, you number six. I promise y'all that I was going to bring six people online at one time. And you got it. I'm sorry, y'all. Who was that in the car or something? What, Somebody sound like shit? popcorn. That sound like script. I think that's script. Script. It's always noise coming from script, folks. We're going to blame you, script. <laughs> One of these kids is doing his own thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the two-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio, nominated for a third time, Voices Behind the Pens. You are in tune. You're about to listen to the speed round. Going in at number one would be City Wind. Number two from Texas would be Keith Williams. Number three from Detroit, T. Harris. Number four from Indiana, Curtis. Number five from Ohio, Romeo Donati. And number six from Indiana, Brother O. Chicago, City Wind. Kick this thing off. Let's go. Okay. Buckle up while you're on the freeway. There's a price for everything. There's nothing free today. If all else fails, get on your knees and pray. Today didn't go as planned, but remember, you live to see another day. Plan A fails, you still can succeed in another way. Always have a plan B. What the Lord hasn't planned, your eyes can't see, but still plan for your road trip on the freeway. It don't matter if you if your life is zero or hundred degrees today, be prepared for good or bad weather. You a grimy bird with bad wings, just remember there's no flying with bad wings, bad feathers. The freeway is crowded going two ways, negative route or positive. No time for your beef, I'm not watching your ribs. I do this for grown ups, found or lost kids or ex cons that fall dead. I sin the whole week. Didn't pray, but I hope God let me live. Everything is not always a hit, and hit, it's a miss, but still I work in this shift, driving on the freeway, working on the shift thing. Hopefully the more positive things I'm doing in my life, hopefully he'll bring more blessings and up I won't be letting. Grab him a two pencil because I know he will be testing. Sharpen my pencil afterwards because dreams I will be testing. Pack your things and get rest. It will be a long day. Fasten your seatbelt and be careful while you're on the freeway. That's that piece. Guilty feet have gotten no rhythm. So she stumbles each time she hits the dance floor. Making her way through the crowd, taking pride in her stride. 
Acme. Brick house stack built from everything money could buy. She calls herself a working girl. With no punch to the time clock, she doesn't stop unless the money stops. Her terms of getting it by any means necessary doesn't necessarily mean she goes and gets it in a way that's suitable by your standardized values, but in her world, everything has a price. See, she claims to have been born with a price tag, a barcode, and dollar signs in her eyes. See, she was born as a product of her mother being raped, which in her eyes showed her face, so she thought that she could use that excuse for anything and everything that she wanted to do. She was too cool for school or the working class, so she worked that ass for all the dealers with that work that only wanted to work that ass. Never one time seeing any real emotion because she knew how to work that mask, but she was crying inside. Inside's dying because everything was the imagination she never tried to hide, so there she was. Day after day, the same scheme, the same daily routine of things, but she never got into drugs. Although it would have been an easy habit to pick up because she was always surrounded by it. Just as a sexual services, she was always around so they'd buy it. In the form of clothes, shoes, and anything else, her simplistic mind so chews, so she chooses to stay. Although she doesn't realize the way the way she's living it is in a bad way, but who's to say? She ran all her true friends away, and the dealers wouldn't tell her shit because they were getting what she gave, so again... That she was. All these men's money, guns, crackheads, blowing clouds of smoke from all the drugs, but she was good with that. Mother gave her the best upbringing she could, but being a product of the hood, her local celebrity made her feel that she was good like that. So the weekend comes. Too young to get into clubs, so she, they leave her with a gun for protection and sales of the drugs. Fiend after fiend comes to get the fix. They know there's no working for us so there's no risk nor any tricks but no too young she's just not built for this so young so curious her young curious smile from the things she saw made her wonder what it felt like to be high she picked up the smallest pieces of rock that she could find placed it in the pipe lit it and instantly her heart stopped she died Pay the ultimate price. Price. Please. He was raised in a neighborhood where dreams are deferred, but somehow this black boy succeeded. He was educated in a school system which was inept, but somehow this black boy excelled. He was bred atheist practices when he was a child, but somehow this black boy believed, yes, that desolate black boy. Now, there's no violence he hasn't witnessed. There's no abandonment he hasn't experienced. There's no broken home he hasn't lived in. There is no narcotic he hasn't seen sold. There's no gang he hasn't been offered to couple with. Yes, that desolate black boy. Oh, he's a lost cause, you say. He has no chance, you say. He will never be informed of anything beyond his own ignorance, you say, or he's from Detroit. 
east side. He'll be a statistic you say, yes, that desolate black boy. Now, no pastor saw him as one worth praying for. No doctor saw him as one worth healing. No therapist saw him as one worth counseling. And no employer saw him as one worth hiring. No school saw him as one worth admitting. No prison saw him as one worth releasing. No attorney saw him as one worth representing, and none of his family saw him as one worth acknowledging the existence of, yes, that definite black boy who I myself saw no godliness in, who I myself saw no tenacity in. He was one who I myself saw no discipline in, but it's obvious that it was there. Because this black boy from out of nowhere, he emerged from the dirt words protruded from those stairs like this black boy made it, but heck, this black boy gave it. All that he had, but had this black boy gave in to the limits imposed on him, this black boy would have stayed in those Detroit streets where the cement is paved in, the blood of its youth while the parents spend days in, mourning over sons who live their lives on the brim. While they look at that black boy like, it should have been him. But now look at him. He's a rare flower who blossoms from unpromising soil. He's a dense structure built on unsteady ground. He's an immaculate ruby purified in soiled water. He's a frail article preserved in an unsecured package. Now look at him. He's good fruit grown from a contaminated tree. He's a figured stone hewn from an unsymmetrical rock. He's fresh thread pulled from a molded cloth. He's a dull blade used to sharpen sluggish minds. Now look at him. He was molded into a man with rock-hard cement. He is authentic glass made with generic sand. He's fresh spring water shooting from a rusted cistern. He's quality product produced by defective machinery. And no one thought he would be so great, so poised, whose future at one time was so vague, so void, that desolate black boy. Thank you. Hey. As a kid, yeah. I got to run that material. My next, you know. Come on, Curtis, let's go, brother. As a kid, I was blind at first. Until I sat down and did my homework. Reading between lines is when I started to write lines instead of just being a target. At the same time, for some, they used to market to mislead the rest. So who do you really impress with your Malcolm X and MLK pictures then demonstrate the opposite? Because you believe sagging is cool. You believe cash rules. Either you're not too clever or just a fool like the devil came to you with his own proposition. We're ignorant and know it's our rights and listen to the wrongs. Do you even see the segregation in our own race? Misery is never alone. So focused on playing bro ball with no education and any other skill to fall back on. Not to mention it's time to bring all our troops home. Contemplating on your next move, wanting you to choose fighting over territory red and blue is no different from what political parties already do. Signing a bill to execute a plan, hoping for a bipartisan decision. 
And that's like asking rival game members to shake hands. Think that's enough? Well, what about that unfortunate? Before and after me, we probably would be amazed if we heard every homeless man's story. Prostitution and dope fiends that can care less about being clean or just can't kick the addiction. Self-destruction. For the few that are subjected to our own arousals and erections. For those who are so sick of falling in the ghetto. You can forget about selling dope because the Arabics are the real ones that's balling with their gas, aces, and corner stoves. The lack of training to employ just as many people as they say they put out jobs. Because college is not everything, damn sure not for everyone. No offense to institutions, because I've been there. The commercials sound promising with a career once you graduate, a job placement. Not a loss, more like another opportunity cost. Because see, it's about what you can keep along with what you got, plus interest, cash, and credit. Because if you ain't got it, even when dating, you might as well forget it. Police brutality, identity theft, and scams from imposters slash con artists slash opportunists because their technology grows. Well, so does new ways to get over. But I'm not paranoid, though. And this piece was not meant to be controversial. Some of these issues go beyond the black and white thing, mainly universal. But read the fine print. It's most likely used in contracts and documents. Why so even question my lyrical content? Struggle is less necessary. Of course, statistics, stress kills on a daily, so I write to relieve it. If you don't see the truth, then one day you shall see it reading between lines. I praise God that you praise God. It comforts my soul more than the sound of hell Paula Dean show. Feed him like the children of Israel. Your manna. Sweet like honey from a bumblebee, your pure love humbles me. I bow to your temple. After I play seven kisses on your temple, one for each day the Lord had made blessings to his son, I get to see your face. You're more than a rib beyond my eve. Or the fruit for my life I pluck from your tree and your neck that heals me through and through. Satisfies my thirst, sparks by fire, burning like a furnace till I'm anew. And I'm a new creature, and that's thanks to you. Your anointed breath and blessings help bring me through. I'm blessed that God blessed me with you. So my blessing is a double. The devil's under my feet, and his head is in trouble. I feel a shout coming on. The choir singing my song. Feel like going on. Going on. Going on. Because your love and strength makes me strong. You're my earth. A miracle only woman can give you like birth. Being able to listen to the hearts playing in the kingdom of heaven will be equal to your worth. So you're beyond cloud nine to me. If I was lost, broke down to despair, then your love would find me. Construct the perfect repair. Now wherever you're at, I want to be there like your shadow. My desire so deep for you, I will plant my seeds and destroy you. Multiply food for it, hold and kiss your belly when it's for the joy you give me. Makes me full. I could not, would not, want nothing else. Gladly is a sin as well as a curse. So I feed and nourish off you, my earth. Brother Al? My dear brothers and sisters, we all have family members and friends that we must love from a distance. It's not that we don't love them, and it's not that we hate them. 
We got to love some people from a distance. See, everybody is not meant to go with us. Nor are they heading in the same directions as us. Nor they nor do they want to say things I like like you do. We gotta love some people from a distance. Before you distance yourself to someone in the physical sense, you must create psychological distance from that brother or sister out of sight, out of mind, and speak to each other going about your business. In my particular case, I've distanced myself from many people over the last several years, especially some of my family members and several of my former classmates, other people I went to school with since I turned my life over to God over 17 years ago, and got off in the writing and performing poetry over seven years ago. I noticed that the number of people in my circle of influence has grown to a very small number because even I have to love some people close to me from a distance. Now, my GPS is pointed towards going to church to worship and praising God. If your GPS is pointing towards the strip club to make you rain in the VIP room, got to keep my distance from you. Now, if you choose to go out to a bar or a tavern and get drunk like a strong until 3 o'clock in the morning, well, I got to get up early in the morning to go to work, run errands, and drive the kids off to school. Got to keep my distance from you. Now, if you choose to act like Indian food by starting fights and drawing weapons along with pregnant folks, and got to have the police come to my house to put you under arrest for calling you off to jail over pregnancy and foolishness, got to keep my distance from you. If you choose to get involved in legal activities and practice more behavior, and I end up getting caught in your mess, got to keep my distance from you. If you choose to be judgmental prejudice against people who are different from you, talk about people, tear them down behind their backs, promote confusing, dissenting divisions, gossip and spread rumors, corrupt good people with your wicked thought patterns, and make evil comments about them for, for no reason. And keep my distance from you. If your lifestyle doesn't agree with my lifestyle, and if we ain't got nothing in common, it's the best thing for me to do to keep my distance from you. More is home. May the Lord watch over your soul while you and brother are distant from one another. That's that peace. Outstanding speed round, everyone. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard City Wind, Keith, T. Harris, Curtis, Romeo Donati, and Brother O giving us an outstanding, great male energy speed round here. So uh, we definitely uh, have enjoyed every bit that uh, each of you have shared. And uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who have just tuned in, maybe during that speed round, you are joining us here on multinational poetry award-winning POET radio, Voices Behind the Pen. Tonight you are being hosted by Black Ice. Joined with us is Tanisha Renee, Wildflower, Script, Cotton, and this is Misconception. So definitely want to go ahead and turn it back over. Uh, we're going to go back to our phone lines. But um, if any of you wanted to comment on the speed round while we're doing that, definitely feel free to jump in and do so. All right, all right. Let's go ahead to our next caller. Black Eyes, we'll get it too. 
We have Kylie Brown. We want to thank everybody for that wonderful speed round. City Wind, Keith, T. Harris, Curtis, Romeo Donati, and Brother O. We had Chicago, Texas, Detroit, Indiana, Ohio, and Indiana. So it was like all over, man. That was that was a wonderful speed round. Let's go to Kylie Brown. Let's talk to that sister real quick, find out how her weekend was, and um, hear what she has for us tonight. Sister Kylie Brown? Hey, hey, what's going on, family? I hope everybody hey. is doing well. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Clearly, we're doing so good, we're on delay. <laughs> we're like, wait, Kylie, don't mind. Everybody go mute all of a sudden. <laughs> yes, I must say, I am enjoying the show. That, that speed round was off the chain. Everybody I was wonderful. I, I love hearing all of my, my, my favorites there, of course, Brother O, Romeo Donati, you know. Uh, hearing Keith, of course, is always a pleasure. Uh, very good job. Yes, yes. Hey, Kylie, make a quick adjustment or there is someone background that's giving us some noise. So I'm not sure, but just double check and make sure if, it's, if it is your phone. But I'm still hearing it, though. Somebody's out there. No, I just muted myself, so that's not me. Okay, yeah, somebody's got something going on. We want to hear sis. <laughs> All right, there it is, there it is. We found it. Okay, it's go script. ahead, Kylie. Oh, yeah, it was script. Script in trouble again. I phone stayed muted the whole time. It wasn't me. <laughs> Even when he's talking, he's muted. <laughs> the long one with the, just because I'm a stroke with the long hair. Come on, guys. <laughs> he's like, we're speak on the short guy. All right. Well, before, before I go into <laughs> I wanted to let everybody know that um, I had the opportunity to travel to Milwaukee for Heal the Hood. Um, and it was a really phenomenal event. Um, got to meet the um, one of the uh, um, mayor, mayor, mayoral candidates. Um, yes. Got to meet a lot of um, really interesting entrepreneurs. It, it was um, really a fabulous event. Uh, of course, uh, poets started off and uh, kicked off their whole show, and people were having a good time even while they were in line waiting for their burgers and, and hot dogs. <laughs> we commanded the attention of the crowd, and it was a wonderful, wonderful showing. So I just yes. wanted to go ahead and um, uh, let everybody know about that and to, you know, give you a heads up that there are videos out there of our performances. I would love for everyone to take a look at it and share and comment, of course. So I just want to put that out there before I did my piece. All right, all right. Yeah, and I was uh, actually just, I'm inboxing with the mayoral candidate right now. Um, he's actually going to try and call and check in with us, but um yeah, just like you said, you know, just a phenomenal weekend. So yeah, that was that was super. But go ahead and share your piece with us. This mic is yours. Absolutely. Boy, you better come when I call your name. Don't be ashamed if you come when I call. If you come when I call you. A long, slow 
fortuitous pull off a fragrant cigar coupled with leftover jello shots made with a generous amount of rum, remnants of a gathering of like-minded individuals, takes my mind back to a time that showcases as a dream yet evokes muscle memory convulsions of reality's plane. This memory is full of disconnection, for I remember not his face, but I recall very, very well his crown, smooth like melted chocolate kisses poured over spherical perfection. I remember not his features. Yet my pearl jumps and dips into my honeypot for she conjures images of his attentions. Thunder and Dunder squeeze tightly together as if trying to recreate his sensuous earmuffs. But their efforts are in vain for his corporeal form dissipates like a rainbow competing with the blaze of the sun. We remember him fondly. The rest of my affected parts reminisce in syncopated moves and all respect the teller of their tale until it is their turn to share. Competing as if there was a financial reward, yet the ads take home the prize. For at the apex of climax, they contracted into a Charlie horse of particular splendor. Determined not to tap out, they enlist the stabilizing movements of the diaphragm just to keep face. I cannot remember his features, but I shall build a shrine to his tongue technique. For they, for if we shall meet again in clandestine situations, I promise to give him a perfected view of the top of my head. Mm. Boy, you better come when I call your name. Don't be ashamed if you come when I call. If you come when I call you, boy, you better come when I call your name. Don't be ashamed if you come when I call. If you come when I call you. In peace. Girl, you had me thinking about somebody I need to call. <laughs> that is hot. That's all I got to say about that. Tanisha Renee? <laughs> Tanisha, see if your phone is muted. We may have lost Tanisha, and I'll check on the line also. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and go to script. Yeah, you know, like I always say, your, your, your voice sounds like like a, a, a goddess voice. Like when you say something, it's like, okay, we got to listen, you know. But but the whole, the, 
Yeah, you have a major presence in the room when you when you when you're speaking, whether it's you know, on the phone or um, in person. It's just like you have your overall spirit, your aura. When you when you're out there, it's just it's just humongous, you know. And it is like you can feel it, you can see it, you can smell it. It's just it's just man, it's amazing. It draws you in. Um, but um, yeah, that piece, man, it's, it's nice, especially the part. Uh, what did you say about getting? Uh, the, uh, you said somebody's about direction. I'm just gonna say that real grown. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> really, tell me something. Tell me something. <laughs> I hear you. Thank you. <laughs> Cotton. Oh, we may have we may have lost Cotton also as well. Um, Tanisha says she Tanisha is still on. She said she's still uh, on. She was just having some. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. There you go. All right, you want to go <laughs> ahead and give your <laughs> give your. She always catches me like a deer deer in head. Like so I'm sitting over here, like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Tanisha Renee and you. <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been Tanisha Renee once again. Mm-hmm. Who's next? <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, you already know how much I enjoy your pen, and, you know, I kind of know where some of your, your inspirations come from. So, you know, again, outstanding work as always. And I'm going to hand you over to Fearless Leader, like I said. <laughs> Uh, spoken word version of Olita Adams, you know, um, mm-hmm. of uh, India Ari. You know, she's 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 very soulful, and I I, I believe that everybody can't receive what she has to offer because everybody is not on that level. You know, but I, when I when I think of um, Kylie, I think that the best setting we have to set her up. Like you remember those shows um, on MTV that used to be called MTV Unplugged. Mm, yeah. Used to have like the stool in the middle of the stage, and like yeah. the whole audience like surrounding with like a dim light and everything. You know that. You know, then you get the Kylie Brown experience like that. I think it needs to be a very intimate setting. I think some of the poems need to have a prelude leading up to it so that people can kind of like understand where she's coming from. Because if you're not there and if you're not paying attention, you're going to get lost on the journey of the Kylie Brown journey. So. <laughs> Um, so definitely, I, I just love, I just love her spirit, you know, I just, I just love her spirit, you know, and, and the way, uh, she comes across and I just can't wait for the world to see her, you know, but we got to put her in the right position so that the world can see her. Every crowd won't be ready for Kylie Brown. I'm going to just let you know that straight up front. Every crowd ain't going to be Every crowd ain't going to be ready for you, but, you know, we have to make sure that you are put in the right position to reach the right people at the right time. Sounds good. Thank you, Black. Absolutely. That was Kylie Brown. We got Wisconsin in the building. Wisconsin is coming on deep. We want to bring the southeast one. Well, give me one moment. Hold on. Carlos, who's this Carlos? State your name. Where are you calling from? Okay. 
that fixed that problem. So let's break. Let's see who this is. Wisconsin. Who's this? What's up with you? Dub C's in the building. What's going on with you, sir? Man, working in there. That's what I'm talking about. Giving you a little Monday night enjoyment while you're at work, my brother. All the time, all the time, brother. Yeah, I think that's you, what I remember you giving me a little homework today. <laughs> yes, I did give you a homework assignment, my brother. Yeah. How we looking? That testimony piece. That testimony piece. Yeah, I got, I got a little, I got a little testimony, please. Okay, all right, all right. Are you on speaker? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I, I see. Got, I'm working while I'm, you know. Got you, got you, got you. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, legend of Chicago hip hop, MC, poet, host, promoter. Ladies and gentlemen, with a brand new piece. Exclusive airing here tonight on Voices Behind the Pins, P-O-E-T Radio. It's Dub C's. Let's do it. All right. I have a question. If there was no rap, would you still know me? What if I gave a testimony through poetry? Would you be able to visualize my pain, acknowledge my gain, and realize that I deal with plenty stress and lots of strain? I remember as a kid, my highlight of my life was football, popping willies, and trying to beat the streetlight. I've been through so much, I have no idea where to start. To pinpoint all the things that's been straining my heart. Loss of childhood friends. Tell me, how do you mean? A heart that's been broken so bad that you can no longer pretend. Holding in anger and fighting back tears. And through all of this, God still has me here. Am I meant to be a witness sharing the word of Jehovah while I'm searching for something to keep my heart from tilling over? Thank God for hip-hop. It showed me my destination, a way I could reach back and leave a hell of a legacy and patience. I've seen smiles and sad faces, been a victim of prejudice cases, and God revealed me. This is where my place is. All the misled relationships, Ending with broken dreams, the thought of my role is in so many situations makes me sometimes want to scream. Abortions, check, from premarital sex. The multiple people I've hurt, now my life is a train wreck. But of all the wrong and spiteful things I've done, I've been forgiven by my father because he's the mighty one. He cleared my conscience of strain and regret. I was on the forward line through this man's testimonies that I get. So making it short and quiet and straight to the point, my father has forgiven me. He re-anointed. So I thank you, Brother Ice, for the obedience and sharing the word with me. You didn't think I paid attention to the message from the Lord, see? That's my piece. Wow, I hear your testimony. I, I appreciate that. Keep writing. Tanisha, her name? Did we lose her again? We may have. Let's go ahead and go to script. All right. Script did say that he was losing a little bit of power there. No problem at all. Cotton? 
All right, and if not, I'm just going to jump in to love on you, Dove Seeds, because doggone it. You know, I can't fun. wait anyway. <laughs> Much love to uh, our fellow Wisconsin Connection, former Shottown brother. Definitely love your pen. You know, everything that you bring to us, is, you know, so much of you in it. You can't help but feel warm and, you know, just engaged in what you're saying. So, you know, I definitely enjoyed that piece. Uh, a real good, strong testimonial there, sir. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yes, yes. Black Ice? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I forgot that his mom was a Jehovah's Witness. Is that correct? Because my mom is one, too, <clears throat> I, I believe. Is, is that correct? The, That's correct. Yeah, yeah. My mom goes right up there on seventieth, seventy first, and Halstead now. Um, Where I was originated from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. It's it's a good start. But you know, I, I'm I'm pushing him a little bit further on that testimonial piece. So it's a good start. It's a good foundation. I need him to add some of them high school problems he didn't have up in there. Up I'm in about there. to say, you saying that because you went through some of it and saw, huh? Yeah, and, and a few more things. <laughs> I, 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 need, I need him to strip down totally naked. I need him to be <laughs> exposed on this testimonial piece. So it's a good start. It's a good start. But I'm, I'm pushing him to break it all the way down to the last very compound. You know what I'm All saying? Right. I, I got you. I want, I, I want him to go there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share a piece. Um, that, you know, I, I'm going to bring on, I think we got one or two more callers. I'm, I'm going to share a piece. <clears throat> and uh, the piece was about a piece, what I call an STD, sexually transmitted disease, in high school. And I'm going to share that piece. It's called Third Degree Burns. Oh, wow. And the reason. And the reason why I'm going to share that piece, see, I don't mind talking about any and everything that I've been through. When mm-hmm. it comes to writing poetry, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, y'all heard the abortion piece last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying this to all the writers that are on this show. You will never be as great as God has intended for you to be unless you are willing to be 100% emotionally naked, open, and exposed with the truth of your life. And that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to talk about it all because, see, in your trial and in your test and in your testimony, it's going to heal somebody else. We got some things that's taboo in our race as black people that we don't talk about. That's true. I mean, especially as men. Even when it comes to the different complexions of light skin and dark skin, there's some things that we just don't talk about that we have like internal issues, and some of the things I, I'm, I'm addressing in this piece that I, I'm going to do at the end of the show. But until then, let's go ahead and bring on these last couple of callers. We have Wisconsin in the building. Stay on the line, Dub. Wisconsin, you're in the house. State your name. Where are you calling from in Wisconsin? Uh, my name is James Mathieu, and I'm calling from Milwaukee in southeastern Wisconsin. How are you guys? Was this the brother who's running for mayor in yes, Milwaukee? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you? 
They got the plans for our children, uh, full-time jobs for everybody all year round. They have the plans for the infrastructure in Milwaukee because the roads need paving and the infrastructure needs to be fixed, which means that we need to have more jobs for our people. Is this the same brother who wants to put a movie theater in the hood and downtown Milwaukee? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. It's just that brother. Yes, it is. Well, brother, go ahead and talk a little bit about who you are. Uh, tell people how they can find you. Tell them a little bit quickly about your plan for Milwaukeeans, and uh, you have the floor. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Again, my name is James Mathieu, and my website is www.friendsofjamesmathieu, and that's friends of James, last name M, E as in Eric, T-H-U as in umbrella. And the number one thing I want to do is unite the city of Milwaukee. I mean, we have so many things we need to do. We have prime. We need, of course, better roads. We need long-term vision, a global vision. And we need to include every Milwaukeean from minority to, you know, white people too. I want us to be inclusive. But I think it's very, very important that we're aware and that we vote and that all young people know that the ballot is our bullet not the guns. That's not our strongest weapons. It's the ballot. Let's speak that way. We can stand up. The election, the primaries in February, February 16th, and the general election is April. And this is a great opportunity for us to stand up and say, we want to support our kids. We support Milwaukee education. We support funding to rebuild the infrastructure. And we support getting rid of food deserts in the central city. Um, but another thing I want to do with you guys is do a poem. I've been listening to you guys, man. Y'all, <laughs> you guys are inspiring me, and I feel like this is a good platform for me to at least get started uh, because it's important for me to meet to reach the younger generation. You know, I'm 29 years old, and the average age in Milwaukee is only 31, 32 years old. Mm. And you know, Chicago and Milwaukee, we have a lot of similarities. I mean, of course, you guys are a much bigger city. My wife's from Chicago. Um, but both of us, we have racial isolation, uh, there's violence, and uh, you guys, we're, we're both facing big cuts to our public schools. So I think it's really important, too, that Chicago Milwaukee find ways to synergize, and I'm a candidate who wants to build those connections. Absolutely, absolutely outstanding. And, uh, you know, I, I think we all can appreciate that, you know, you are – choosing us as your platform here on POET Radio Voices Behind the Pen. So thank you, you know, for selecting us for that and being comfortable here. You know, we always welcome you. But, you know, more than anything, thank you for having that, you know, for the children, you know, there, having at least a vision as to how to get them there and and create, you know, something that will stop taking money away from their parents, you know, pockets where they could be putting it in the home, but they got to take care of car and this, that, and the other. So, you know, again, just having a full vision, I think we can all appreciate that. But go ahead. The mic is yours. We will let you share that piece with us. Okay. Is it okay if I use a curse word or two, or is um, is this for young children also? We're very open here. We're very open. Okay. 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 It's just a short piece. Okay. We went from brothers and sisters to niggas and bitches. We went from sharing our gifts to avarice for riches. We went from metal shackles to mental shackles. Now we separated like oranges and apples. What's going on? A hundred plus homicides. I'm feeling dead inside. I try to look to the sky but not lose my pride. 
driving to every side of town, see who want to ride. The poverty is too high, feelings can't subside. That's all I got for right now. Wow. From from metal shackles to mental shackles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, good luck with your I I just want to say real quick, good luck with your election. I hope Thank people you. really get a chance to, to hear what you gotta say. I wish it was something like that going around in my area because I'm in from a much smaller place, but it's the same thing. The racial division wow. and just the you know smaller schools closing left and right. Like they closed wow. five schools in my city just this school year. So teachers are overwhelmed, students are overwhelmed. We need leaders like you, and I'm so proud of you. you. Represent us well. Thank you, thank you so much, and I will represent us well. Um, you guys have a great night, and I look forward to coming on the show uh, in a couple of weeks, hopefully, or even sooner. Absolutely. I will welcome you still on Wednesday over on Wordsmith Wednesdays. We talked about that. So, you know, again, um, you got the info, POET Radio. Welcome, Jerry. Good night. You know, there's something hey, for everyone. Can I say something to that brother before you get off the line? Absolutely. Um, um, I'm, I'm not from Milwaukee. I'm actually down here in Green Bay, but I just wanted to share something with you. I got a lot of friends down there as far as, like, MCs, you know, rappers and stuff. And they're oh, actually, wow. right now, they're actually trying to get into – you know, that, that arena where they're speaking up, trying to take the streets back down. Now, I was just talking to one of them earlier today. So um, he, um, he, um, he owns Bemo Entertainment. So oh, you said Bemo Entertainment? That's my blood family, Bernard. Bernard, can you tell me the name of the uh, the group again so I can find it? It's actually um, Bemo Entertainment. He just started his own independent magazine. You know, it's covering all kind of issues, music, political issues. Stuff that's really being hidden from everybody. Oh wow! Can you tell me his name again? Is he on? Is he on Facebook? Is there a way to yes, connect? Yes, his name is Bernard Moore. Bernard Moore, M O O R E. Yep. Okay, I'll reach out to him because you know, like you said, the, the hip hop scene is here, and it's been growing in Chicago, but in Milwaukee, it's really growing too. And I think it's important oh. to let everybody know that uh, this is our time. And if you reach out to Green, if you need some help from Green Bay, you can find me easy. I'm Dub C's. You can find me in no problem. Okay, okay. Man, let's let's collaborate. Are you ever in Milwaukee? I come back and forth to Milwaukee every, every like probably once, once every two months. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's find a way to collaborate, but I'll definitely reach out to Bernard Moore. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, the election is next year, but, again, my website is friendofjamesmethu.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Twitter at jmethu414mayor, J-M-E-T-H-U, 414mayor. And I'm also on Instagram, Methu for Mayor on Instagram. Got that. Great. So, guys, right, thank um... you so much. Absolutely. Good. We appreciate you for coming on in, and uh, I believe a couple of our, our team wanted to maybe say something as well. Tanisha Renee? Oh, yes. Um, I, I just want to say that, uh, first of all, uh, good luck on the election. Thank and you so then much. Uh, I liked your piece. It was short and sweet, and, uh, <laughs> and you said Thank something you. that... You know, I was like, you know, I had my hand up. I was like, oh, he mentioned something. You know, I wrote a piece called Apples and Oranges. So when you said that, I was just like, yeah, you know. Wow. And um, But that piece was really, really good. Like, you know, you said we went from this to that. And it's so um, 
is so is so strong today that uh, the young people identify with those negative words and um, right. and stuff like that, and they don't understand that it's disrespectful. You know, right. it's it's seen as the norm. Exactly. So uh, we need to put it out there that uh, it's okay not to be called that. It's, it's really okay. You know, that's not respectful, and that's not how you get respect or how you represent young men and women. So I appreciate you bringing that out. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much for the compliment. You're welcome. Do we sell cotton with us? Okay. Well, definitely. <laughs> I think you stepped away for just a moment as well. But that's Absolutely. all still. You, you know, know, I want to say thank you for coming through and sharing with us. You know, I um I have a lot of respect for this brother because I first ran for alderman at the age of 28 here in Chicago, wow. and I was the first I was the first hip hop artist to run for political office in the city of Chicago. <clears throat> you you hear about Rhyme Fest and and other right. um, hip-hop artists running for alderman now and political office now, but it wasn't too popular to do it in 2001 when I first did it. Bailey was the mayor in the city of Chicago. He was very powerful. I was running against one of his appointed aldermen. And so, you know, I listen to young people when they are running for political office because I understand the obstacles that we face. But mm-hmm. with one thing that we have, you know, to our advantage, you know, today that we didn't have back then when I first ran was social media, the social media outlets that it is now. Uh, One of the things we were doing in the car when we were driving to Milwaukee, we were typing in uh, Milwaukee and just press search, and everybody that was on our friends list popped up. Everybody that had the word Milwaukee in their stack from the past three years popped up, and we were inboxing them saying, hey, we're from Chicago. We're on our way to Milwaukee. Come to Hill in the Hood. Hill the Hood. We hope to meet you. And they they actually came out. Wow. We took our cell phones, and we typed in 414. And every number that was in our phone that had 414 popped up, but we were only interested in the area code 414, so we consolidated our searches. One of the other things that had me as successful as I became, I didn't win, but I came in second, was that I registered people to vote. And mm-hmm. so they would try to knock you off the ballot here in Chicago. Our president won his first election by knocking the incumbent off, you know. And he, right. You know what I'm saying? Knocking them off with, with his petitions, challenged his mm-hmm. petitions. Although I know you probably passed that process, but still – Registering people to vote. Yeah, a lot man. of people that had, a lot of people had felonies. Like, man, I can't vote. I got a felony. Well, in the state of Illinois, if your case is done and everything is over with, whether you have a felony or not, you can still vote. And a lot of people didn't know that. And so we were educating people. We we were getting people involved in the political process. Um, you know, our, our our age, we don't have that kind of fear that a lot of people had that was running for political office. So, brother, when I tell you that I'm listening to your platform and to your your, your campaign, I'm listening to it. And, you know, if there's anything that you need from me, um, you know, as a president of POET, um, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm oh, just a call away. 
you can get my information from misconception. Um, but you know, I, I wanna I wanna help you get as far as you can go. You know, with the reach that I have and the connections that I have, I also have family in Milwaukee also as well, and um, oh, connecting them and letting them know who you are as well. But thank you so much, brother, for calling into the show. Um, yeah, thank you. And I'm 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 not gonna say good luck because see, I don't believe in luck. <laughs> luck is luck is when you unintentionally achieve something. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm going to say that I wish the blessings of God for you and whatever he has, he has for you in your journey, I pray that you achieve that. I'm going to take luck out the door and I'm going to replace luck with God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I stand with that. Yes. I second that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys. I'm very profound. You guys have a great rest of the night. Have a great tomorrow, too, and, you know, I look forward to hopefully touching base later in the week. Absolutely. We'll talk to you Wednesday and hopefully next Monday. Peace and love. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. James Mathieu, y'all, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Y'all got family members. Y'all got friends on your Facebook, on your social media networks. Hashtag that brother's name. Hashtag uh, mayor. Hashtag Milwaukee. So anytime somebody... Um, looks up Milwaukee, anytime somebody looks up Mayor, his name will pop up with it, also in the thread. People, you know, only vote for what they're familiar with a lot of times and what they know. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure they're familiar with him and that they know him, you know. So with that being said, y'all, we're going to go ahead and go. We got one left, and then we'll go ahead and kick off the speed round for Pennsylvania is back on. We've been trying to get Pennsylvania on all night. Pennsylvania, you're, you're know, on the line. Right? If you're just listening, just let us know you're listening. And if you're here to share something, now is your turn. Oh, Pennsylvania hung there up again. There we go again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pennsylvania, you're running away. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Wow. Every wow. time we go to them, they go away. They're shy. Well, they just hang up, okay. huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we have left on the line. Made it all the way to the end. See, y'all, the race is not to the swift. Y'all going to finish that? But it's the he who endures to the end. Everybody ain't going to make it to the end. But we got Wildflower. We got Tanisha Renee. We got Misconception. We got Black Ice. I think we lost Grip. I think we lost Cotton. It's cool, though. Let's go ahead and kick off that speed round, y'all, to end this thing. I got this piece for you, Dub C's. Let's go, y'all. I have a confession. I'm an adulteress. I drowned honesty in the bathtub. I looked at straight in his eyes that struggled for his last breath. I took trust and, t- and tossed it in a fire pit, listened to it scream with agony as, flesh, as the flames incinerated its flesh. I spat in the face of honesty and looked into his eyes as it cried with humiliation, wiping my venom from his face. I took commitment and I tricked it. Didn't even make it my bottom, bitch. I beat commitment, communication like I beat Tina and still expected to smile when I kissed it. But the things that I did to love, I should get the lethal injection for. I allowed it to be raped and tortured and damn near starved to death. I let it all happen while I smiled pretty wearing a cute sundress. I was so busy doing what I considered to be living the dream that I didn't realize that I was cheating on me. I lied to myself every time I would say it's going to be okay. But when I would fall for that line, this was the last time. I didn't trust my gut when I had enough. 
uncertainty had me shackled behind the prison bars of what the fuck. The commitment that I made to myself for greatness at a young age was sacrificed with iron pirate in its place. I chose not to communicate with the world because of my shame, so I used smoke screens to distract my circle from my pain. I, the love that I had for myself, I completely disrespected it, placed it in the hands of someone, and valued it on the way he presented it. So I wear the scarlet letter. I vowed to never cheat on me again, to be true to myself, to love me better, and most of all, above all others. That's that piece. Most nights I'm such an insomniac. Sleep has me tripping like a maniac. To me, sleep is like the worst boyfriend. It never sticks around to the very end. In the middle of the night, he just walks out the door, got my eyes wide open, just begging for more. He throws up the peace sign, promising to come back, got me discombobulated, incoherent, all off track. He loves to tease me when he knows I haven't had enough. I try to fight him with Starbucks coffee, but he's just too tough. He dishes out his time to me in small doses, and at the worst time, hit me with a bad case of narcosis. Just... Show up unannounced, big and bold while I'm at work. Got me yawning and searching for toothpicks, going berserk, especially when I'm in a meeting or right after lunch. Just attacks me when I'm not looking, straight sucker punch. Still got the audacity to dish out his love to me in fractions. Got me up all night counting sheep and doing subtractions. I just want him to overtake me so I can close my eyes. I'm worried about the sleep I need, but at 6 a.m. I still got to rise. Sleep evades me when I when I need him most. He tricks me into believing he'll stay, but then he flee like a ghost. I try to reconcile our differences so I won't be missing him at night, but he knows how bad I need him, so he's always up for a fight. My troubled relationship with sleep is just much too deep. The closer I try to get to him, he plays. the more he plays me like I'm cheap. I depend on sleep, there's no doubt about it. I need it to function and can't do without it. Still in the middle of the night, he comes and goes, as he darn well pleased, some nights got me down on my knees, begging and pleading for God to make him come back so I can turn my mind off and fade to black. To please leave these other beds and come home to me and stop sending this heifer insomnia to keep me company. He knows I don't like her, but he's always around. And whenever sleep leaves me, insomnia holds me down. Even when I tell her that she'll never be my friend. She hangs around anyway, wearing my patience thin. Insomnia creeps out when sleep creeps back in, chest bumping and high-fiving for yet another win. Sleep sleep ain't in love with me, and what a shame. After all of the things I do for him, he don't love me the same. But I'm so hooked on sleep, it's like a bad habit. I want it, I need it, I just got to have it. Unfortunately, sleep remains like a horrible boyfriend. He's never in my bed enough and never sticks around to the very end as bad as I need sleep. And that's that piece. It seems to have been a while, now it's time for the truth. See, you're one of my closest and best friends, but can you handle my real truth? We said we could talk about anything and anyone, no holds barred when it comes to confidence. Well, in each other, we're the right ones. So here goes a piece of my heart. There were many restless moments that I thought about you. Nights I've lied awake, complexed, wanting to be about and around you. Hearing you replay in my mind like the wind section in an orchestra pit again and again. The words you shared of not wanting participation in what's not legit. A symposium of ideas run through my psyche of resolutions on how to get you to love someone like me. 
I've had moments of comparing what my friend and I call both my opposites to my harmony and still can't release the conceptual extravagance of you with me. Hands held, skin caress, tensions build, massages decrease, intense levels of stress, an introvert ready to burst from desire to express, unwilling to compromise. So desire suppressed, enduring exchanges, but it's hidden that this could be limitless, ravishing sensations ready to be detonated as each alignment of energy with you is being created and unthrust into my own thought pool, drowning in total temptation, having plunged into your body and every breath that you've taken, I've calibrated my inhalations with yours. So our every accord is the same, fully committing to stand by you, allowing myself to be your standby, as onlookers see your happiness and never truly know why, but it comes from a woman who you can't make or won't make your wife, not even publicly your woman, and yeah, we both know why. See, you've been caught in situations, and in my support role, I hear your complaints, and I just wish that you'd allow yourself a vacation and escape into me as I've already been residing on the island of you, awaiting the moment that you'd acknowledge the truth. See, I've listened to what you've been through, and in response, and suddenly, I've offered you a haven in me to come into. Yet you've allowed yourself to be a submissive to the games that you've been in and through and lose and having looked for love and random places and ending up at the port of havoc, no dream destination, still fighting the trails of past visitations, blazing past misrepresentation, and finally arriving at the truth, the final destination. See, I've always been yours, wanting to see, so I've just been sitting there waiting, and that's at peace. Wildflower, Tanisha, Renee, I want to talk to y'all about a subject that don't nobody really want to talk about. Dub C's, you got my back? I mean, it's a real difficult subject, but Gosh. I want to talk about the time that I got burnt. Now, see, don't be acting all shy because I know a lot of y'all can identify whether you want to admit it or not. But here's the scoop. The pure, unadulterated truth. It ain't necessarily got to be you. It could be him, but it ain't necessarily got to be him. He went to sources. It could be you. Now, see, for me, it was 88, Simeon High, popularity scoring sky high. I was Mr. Sophomore, walking out the south door, chasing ass over education. I mean, them girls were fast, but this shit didn't stop me from chasing. And at the time, I was trying to get all that I could get, have fun. And I never told Regina that she was the first one, but now I got a year of experience. So let me experiment. High class. Low class or skeezy, I just wanted to feed the need. And it really didn't matter too much because popularity made all that come easy. You couldn't tell me shit. I was ice cold, and I had some nice hoes. And I was gambling with my shit till I crapped out like a bad dice roll. Now I'm holding my piss because coming out my shit is this real milky spit. Stuck to my drawers and my balls paid the fee because now I got this itchy feeling and it burns when I pee. Too embarrassed to tell my parents, so I'm trying all kind of home remedies until I finally fessed up. Picked my chest up and told my moms and my old man that I had messed up. But wait a minute. The most tricked out part about it was going to that red schoolhouse, that STD clinic, the Board of Health. I walked through the door real slow, and I'd be damned if I didn't see somebody I know. And that's the most embarrassing feeling that you can have, but I really didn't trip. Because I knew deep down inside that we were both here for the same shit. Grabbed a seat, patiently waiting till my number was called. 
the doctor called my name, strapped on those latex gloves, and y'all know what I had to do next? Drop them draws. I'll pause. Because in his left hand was the six-inch-long Q-tip. He took it and stuck it right through the tip, and damn. I swear that this was a feeling that black ice would never forget. And then he took a needle about this long and stuck a penicillin shot in my left butt cheek. Let's see y'all hear some advice. If you choose to take the injection in your left butt cheek, then make sure you put all your weight on your right and just relax because muscles could tighten up and tense. And, man, I swear that this shit didn't make no damn sense. Having germs in your sperm and third-degree burns could teach you a few things. Like everything ain't always what it seems, and just because that chick likes skin don't mean that she clean. So before your next turn, brothers, y'all better wise up and learn that when it comes to sex, your lifestyle might depend on latex, or you just might suffer some third-degree burn. And that's that piece. Lord, have mercy. Man, I try to remember that piece, man. Did that piece is so long. <laughs> oh, Simeon. that's it. Yeah, eighty-four. Wow, <laughs> that's all oh, I yeah. say. Wow, <laughs> wow. I don't think I've I'll ever write. heard you do that piece, size. I write about everything. Spit about everything. It's on the album. Which one? It's on, it's on the album. Third degree burns. I believe it's on. Uh, it's on one of the early albums, too. I might not have that might be album number two. But I did it to the same piece that I did Bitch Nigga to. The doom, 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 mm, 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 mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did yeah. it to that. Yeah. I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to have to get that one from you. Well, yeah, I have to hear that that. That be for sure, definitely. But what I'm telling y'all, I think it's like ten people still on the line. I write about everything. Yeah, you feel like there's some things that you can't talk about. You ain't arrived yet at the place where God ultimately has for you to be. It's poet members. We have a homework assignment as poet members. One is to write a I am a poet piece, and that's. Sort of like the temptation, I could turn the gray sky blue, I could make it rain whenever I want. It's that kind of piece, what you can do with your poetry. But the other piece is to write a piece about something that happened to you in your life that you never told nobody, that you haven't talked about yet, that you haven't cleansed your spirit of yet. And we got brothers and poets that talk about how they were sexually molested by their uncles and by males. Men, mm-hmm. talking about, men don't talk about that kind of stuff. This is true. And these are people like who go to church and say that, hey, man, I can't even talk about this stuff in church, but I can, I, I can, I feel comfortable around my poet family to share some of the things that I went through. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is part of our artist development classes that we put people in these situations in the poet organization where they feel comfortable enough to share whatever their trial was so that they can heal somebody else who may be going through the same thing or may have went through the same thing. And you know, that that's so very true. You know, that, that piece that I struggled with that I didn't write until last year when you said exactly that to me, until you're ready to be naked, raw, and exposed, 
and, and, and you let me know that it's not about me. And I think those two comments all in that one conversation made the difference in me being able to write that piece that I had been struggling with for years. And I've been writing since I was eight years old. So, yeah, truly, truly, you know, a testament to what you're saying, being effective and being fact that, you know, until you're ready to just open up and, like, now everything is, is you know, your open book for real. Until you're ready to do that, then you still got a little bit of travel, but, man, it's so easy once you do it now. So easy. So thank you for man, that. I, you know, uh, off of the 18 albums that God has blessed me to release, you can imagine some of the pieces that are on those albums, you know, and I tell people, they say, you know, if you want to know who I am and about me, just pick up a Black Ice album and just listen to it because you're going to get it all. You and you know they think you're just saying that as marketing, but that's the side. truth. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. It's not just marketing. I, I can definitely say, you know, of everything that I've heard, I can connect what I know that has happened, you know, kind of to and around you and all that. So, yeah, true story, y'all. You want to know, grab, grab those albums. True story. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude another edition of P-O-E-T Radio's Voices Behind the Pins. It's been a phenomenal night. And we've had so many different people call Sister Jackson, you know, uh, Brother James McThew. I mean, you know, Keith from Texas, Curtis from Indiana, Brother O from Indiana, Romeo Donati from Ohio, Dub Seeds from Wisconsin, uh, California is on the line. And, you know, just North Carolina, Pennsylvania, you know, and shout out to Winter Solstice, who's been listening to the show. That's our Pennsylvania uh, caller. She's at work, so she's been trying to, you know, get it in, but she just can't say nothing because she has associates around her. But just to listen to the show. Yeah. We love you for that. That's support. That's support, you know. To see you all on this line, we can't tell. There are no phone numbers. It just says states. So, but 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 to see you online, it, it makes this worthwhile. You know, it makes mm-hmm. this worthwhile. And you're not going to see a lot of shows on Poet Radio that last for two hours. You're not. You're just not going to see a lot of shows that last for two hours, nor run weekly. The mm-hmm. only two shows that we have, well, three shows that we have that run every week, consistently are Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday shows. And Tuesday is the Bible radio show. So if you're interested in listening to the Bible radio show, it comes on tomorrow at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8. And what we do on our Bible radio show is we challenge everything that pastor is teaching you, that Mm -hmm. mama told you, that you may have learned from someone else or what you might even believe or think. Mm Because it don't matter at the end of the day what you think, what you believe, what you've been told or what you've been taught. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is what you can read. And if yeah. you can't read it, then don't believe it. Do you know that Noah didn't take every animal and put the ark two by two like you've been taught and that, like you've been told? Mm-hmm. Get your Bible. Turn to Genesis chapter 7 and just read the first three verses. And it's going to tell you how many of certain animals he took into the ark, and all of them were not two by two. Wow. Did you, you know what, y'all just got to listen to this. Is is that tomorrow? Look, tomorrow we're dealing with part two of Biblical Myths Exposed. Biblical Myths Exposed. 
Okay. We're going to deal with blood transfusions. We know that there are some religions that teach that you cannot have a blood transfusion based on the Bible. But we're going to take you to Acts, the I believe it's the 25th chapter, and we're going to show you that that chapter was not even talking about blood transfusions at all. It was talking about circumcision. So how did you get no blood transfusions out of a chapter that was talking about circumcision? So we're going to talk wow. about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about the 144,000 tomorrow. Who are they? Mm-hmm. We're going to wow. talk about Okay. We're going to talk about some other things on the show tomorrow, but you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. This lady in Milwaukee she pulled me to the side. She said, son, uh, I want to ask you a question. And she started a real biblical conversation. But she had no idea that this young man was, would take her to ten different places in the Bible that she had to scratch her head herself. Well, you know, God knows your heart. I say he knows your heart, but you're not going to be judged by that. Mm-hmm. Go to Revelation, the 20th chapter, and read down towards the end and watch it say twice that every man going to be judged according to his works. Yep. Now, that's Scripture. Now, what you think and what you believe might be different from what the Scriptures say, but see, between the two, we're going to roll with Scripture. And she's like, well, what you going to say when you go to heaven? I said, well, show me one place in the Bible where it says you go to heaven. I said, but let me show you that God actually going to come down from heaven and come and live with us here on this earth. So who was teaching you? Was it this word that we read? Turn to Revelation, the 21st chapter, and read verse 3. It's two times in that one verse where it says God is coming to live with us, and he's bringing his kingdom down out of heaven to come down here to this earth to dwell with men. Men don't live in heaven. Men live on this earth. So contrary to what we've been taught, contrary to what we think, contrary to what we may believe, you have to compare those things to what's actually written in the book. And the question is, if you've been driving to a destination, but you've been traveling the wrong way, would you continue to drive that way because that's the way you're comfortable with? Because you'll never reach your destination or are you actually going to turn around? So our show is telling people who actually love Jesus and actually profess to be Christians, you might have to turn around from false doctrine and turn in the direction of what's written in the book. It don't even matter what Black Ice thinks or what Black Ice says. When the only thing that matters is what we can read. So any and all questions that you have, tune in tomorrow. And if you want a text message reminder that we're going to go on air because we blast about 120 people every Tuesday before we go on air, we text you to let you know whether we're coming on. And we want you to bring your own Bible. We want you to bring a pen and some paper, and we want you to take your own notes because at the end of the day, you need to know where to find what you're looking for when you're looking for it in that book. Anybody can come in a suit and tie and look presentable and speak well and sound good. It could be sending you off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Outstanding information, folks. Make sure you tune in. Get the spirit fed tomorrow as well. As like I said, you have two hours to get that information in. Get it correct. Get some clarity. 
Most definitely tune in tomorrow. To the truth one hour, one hour from 7 a.m. I'm sorry, one hour tomorrow. Regular show, regular show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Black Eyes, you ready to close out? We're going to go ahead and close out, y'all. So long, farewell. <laughs> time for us to go now. <laughs> hey, Ladies y'all, and gentlemen, be- on behalf of Winter Solstice, on behalf of Wildflower, on behalf of Tisha <clears throat> Renee, on behalf of Dub Seas, on behalf of Misconception, Script, Cotton. Did I miss anybody who's still on the line right now? Because I want to call your name. Sister Jackson is still on the line. Sister Jackson is still on the line. You've been on the I, line since we first I started always, this show. Oh, I my God. I always stay on the line and listen. I enjoy, I enjoy all the people. Oh, my God. God. Sister Jackson, we love you. Sister Jackson, you. <laughs> you incomplete without God. Now, you might have a man, but you incomplete. So <laughs> you add God to the equation. I'm so glad you're still online, Sister Jackson. Her her and I have those spiritual conversations also as well that I was just talking about. And uh, I'm just so glad that I got sisters and brothers. We could be talking about anything in the world, but, you know, when you're talking about God and his word, that's a conversation to have. Oh, yes. I love the Lord. Absolutely. So I appreciate you, Sister Jackson. All right, and I look forward to seeing you on Tuesdays. I normally do an hour and a half prayer with Pastor Mitty Collier. I'm sure you you know about her. Mm-hmm. So she has a radio and a show. God is just opening up the doors for me all over. And I do a Bible study with her, but I'm going to let her know. One week I want to uh, break away so I can be on your beautiful Bible program and study. Because I learned so much from you, awesome already too. Thank you so much, and everybody, don't forget that we've been doing the Bible radio show for about five years now. So, wow. if you ever want to go and listen to any show that we've had in the past five years, now we've done this every week for five years. So you can go to talkshoe dot com, and you can type in Truth Hour and the word black ice, and then you can get all of those old shows and every one is listed by subject matter. You just missed the show a couple of weeks ago when we revealed on our show who the Holy Ghost is and what his name is. The one they say, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, well, we let you know who it actually is and what his name is, but you got to go back and listen to that show in the archives. Okay, well, I'm going to look it up, Truth Hour, and uh, mm-hmm. Black Ice. Well, what I'll do, I'll That's send it. you the actual link, because the link is talkshoe.com forward slash TC forward slash 98696. So I'm going to oh. send you the actual link. Okay, I appreciate it, because, you know, seven days a week, I'm on the prayer line at 5 o'clock uh, every morning. We preach and we we pray and we teach. It's it's women. You probably heard of Pastor Black. She may be retired. Now these are just pastors and ministers. And so well, we, we need seven all. days a week of five o'clock in the morning. So I'm getting ready to do some more study in. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Okay, well peace out. Okay, sis. 
We thank you so much, Misconception. Go ahead and close us out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much. We love and appreciate you for joining us this evening on Multinational Poetry Award-winning POET Radio, Voices Behind the Pen. You have been hosted tonight by Black Ice. You've been joined by Tanisha Renee. We have had Wildflower. We have had script. We have had Cotton with us this evening, and this is Misconception. But again, on behalf of all of the POET Radio family, tonight here on Voices Behind the Pen, we love you. Thank you. Peace and love. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.